Yeah. So like, yeah, like I've I've never really dabbled in in like eighties campy. Oh, here we horror. go! <laughs> I can't wait for this, this that discussion. <laughs> and and I was watching I was watching Creep Show, and it was like everything that I expected it to be. Yeah. But at the same time, I was still like, wow, this this continued to get made. Like, over and over again. And, and it's got a sequel. It, it's got a TV show, David. It's got a TV yeah. show. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of your Film Me In podcast, where this week we're going to film you in again. We're back to film you in this Ugh. time. There's no, we're not, you're not TVing in or anything. We're not TVing you in. You're not getting TV'd. I would not like to TV'd in. No, you wouldn't. Honestly, it genuinely does sound like an STI. Yeah. It, ooh. Like, that's it. Oh, I've got a bad case of TV. <laughs> um, <laughs> as you can hear, me and David are not the only ones here. Uh, I will introduce all of us, though. I'm Xander, as always, the host. Um, as is as with me, uh, with me as always is is Mr. David French. How are you doing, David? I'm good. I'm the real host of all this, so you know, Howie. And um, we've got a special guest. He's come to us all the way from the Flat Moon. Um, not the actual, it's just a, it's just the name of his band. It is, uh, Mr. Alex Woods. How are you doing, Alex? Common misconception there, Xander. The, the Flat Moon is not a band. It is, it is just because the, the, moon, the moon is moon. flat. Yeah. The it's moon a society. I think I say this every time I come flat, on. Flat Moon Society. We are the Flat Moon Society. Am I a part of the Flat Moon Society? Oh, you can be if you want. Yay! Yeah. Join, join us, man. Should we just buy the merch to become, you know, plug plug? Oh yeah, no. We've we've actually just bought some new merch out, but I'll plug that at the end. We do our three minutes in, thing. literally three minutes in. <laughs> three minutes. Hey, hey, I didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't say I mean, it. I'm, you know, I'm the best PR person because I'm already plugging your merch. <laughs> See, David is the true host of this podcast. I like him now. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't hear you guys over the fact that my name is on the fucking logo, so... Um, well, that's doesn't not matter. fair. You're the, you made the logo. That's it. I made the logo <laughs> for when we originally did it. I could have put my name on there, but I didn't. You know why? Because I don't have a small ego. Unless <laughs> you have a big ego. If you... Shut up. Anyway. <laughs> Point to Xander. The news... Um, hang on. This is why we don't hang on a second. record this late. Yeah, this is this is smooth brain hours. <laughs> yeah, let's um you're right, David, you said you've got one piece of news. I've got one piece of news that everybody will be delighted to hear. The Go Star on. Wars holiday special is coming back in Lego to Disney Plus. Right, so a that's it. That's the news. Brilliant. Special. Like yes. we'll we'll, uh, we'll not talk a new about anything else special. now. That will include travel, time travel, and will basically take the piss out of the disastrous original version. But will uh, most likely be awful because it's a Lego thing that's not actually a Lego movie. Great. Sick. I have, yeah. I have some reservations. Yeah. About the what this film sounds like. It sounds um, wasted, if I'm honest, because I don't think you can really top the 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 cinematic brilliance of. Uh, the Star Wars, the Star Wars holiday Christmas special. holiday special, of course. You've got yeah. do you mean, do you legendary mean the... characters like what, what Itchy, 
Um, <laughs> I, I think that's what one of them is called. Itchy and Lumpy, I'm pretty Lumpy. sure what it is. Lumpy. is the name of one of them. Yeah. Um, Princess Leia sings a song. And she's clearly wasted. You know, you know, it was actually, she, Carrie Fisher was like, yeah, I'll do the holiday special if I can sing in it. And they were like, it's not a musical. And she was like, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how they got to be in it. Carrie Fisher just does what the hell she wants, bro. Yeah, man. I mean... I mean, there is there any... apparently Boba Fett was also in that. I've never watched it. So... Oh yeah, yeah. There's like an animated apparently... section with him. Yeah, there's a, like a a bit that people say is like the best Boba Fett stuff that was like made before the clone, the Rebels, and everything, and all like the modern comics and stuff came in, fleshing out his backstory. Oh, but like, nice. but that that's why all of the hype like existed about Boba Fett's character. Because he got a bit in the holiday special. Yep, and it was That's not cool. even canon. And it was cooler than his death. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was cooler right. than the free lines he got in the actual movie. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm gonna be frank. I don't give a shit about this news. Um, so let's just should we just move on? Yeah, I mean, Xander's spoken. I mean, as we've all heard, it is, it is Xander's podcast. It's got his God name sake. on the front of it. Yeah, it's got his name on the logo. <laughs> Presumptuous piece of shit. I mean, technically, technically, me and Xander both have the same name. So it could no, be my name. No, we don't. My full name is on the logo. You are Alexander. He doesn't just say with Xander. He says with Xander Langwiston. Yeah, but he nah. could be Xander Langwiston from another universe. You know now. Or is it just Sick. my first name mixed with your second name? And then, it, and then it's <laughs> like, in like Is that how, like, the, the film me and podcast has been shipped so far? So people just ship you two together? <laughs> <laughs> Mine and Xander's ship name is just our full name. It's just yeah, Alexander. Exactly. It's just Xander's yeah. full name. It's just Alexander. That's just what it is. Langwoods. <laughs> oh yes. Or would it? Or would it be Woods Whiston? Wood Liston. Yeah, exactly. Woods Liston. Wood Liston sounds a bit better. My, my mum. This is a bit off topic. I realise this is a film um, podcast, but this is just a great name. My mum married who whose name was Helen Wibley. Married someone <laughs> whose name was Bindi Waller, and they didn't take either <laughs> of their names. They double barreled it. So their name is Helen and Bindi Wibbly Waller. <laughs> Which is Wibbly a brilliant Wibbly. name. That's fantastic. Wibbly Waller sounds like something that the Muppets would have come up with and then thrown in the bin. I swear yeah, that's a I, quote from Doctor Who. I, oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, Wibbly Wobbly Timey Wimey. Still. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so film podcast. Um, Film podcast. That's what we're doing here. Today. Yeah, let's. Um, so this week we're doing something a bit, a bit interesting, aren't we? Um, this idea has come to us uh, from the great mind of Mr. Alex Woods. Yes, hello. Um, from Alex so Woods. In a nutshell, we're going to play a game of uh, two truths and a lie. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But instead of like two truths and a lie, we're saying we've picked th- we've each picked three movies. Two of them we love, one of them we hate, and we've got to act to each other that we love all three of them, and then we'll all discuss the movies, and then we'll decide which one each of us hates. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yeah? Have yes. I got, I've got that right? Got that right? That's how it's happening, yeah. I think so. Amazing. So, um, should we... I feel like we should start this off by um, reading out... We'll each read out the three movies we picked. Yes. Yep. And then um, who who wants to go... Who wants to be doing most of the talking first then? Uh... David, you go. Why me? Because I was I about to say, uh, you. And it, it's I mean, my podcast, so... I'm going to get a... I'm going to get a random name picker. Oh, no. Yes, there we go. Yeah. Yes. Because that's the... Put that's fourth the name in there out of nowhere as well. Just see how many times we get that fourth name. Yeah. James! Yeah, where put are James in it. James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if James gets picked, we call him up. <laughs> oh, my God, we have to. We actually Yeah, have we to. actually have to. <laughs> right. Three, three films. 15 minutes. Now. Go. Oh, that would stress me out. Wait, none of us are called Beatrice. Why is Beatrice and Fatima in the wheel? <laughs> what? What is going on here? I call dibs on being Fatima. Um, what are you, like, what are you putting into random name generators? Jesus, right, no, dude. I, just, I went on a site and I put in our three names and then they just added in a load of other names as well. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to have to get rid of uh, Samantha and Fatima first. Right, okay. Let's go. <laughs> the first person to speak shall what be... What is happening? Oh. It's it, going to be Beatrice, isn't it? It's not. It's me. Ah! It's you. Hey! Oh, oh, right, okay. Your own idea? Fuck you. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying to keep quiet before. <laughs> um, also, um, just off... I'm going to cut this out, but uh, starting this week, um, we're doing Minimal Fox... Right, okay. So, just, we can we can say fuck, just I can't be arsed going through the entire thing, cutting out all of the fucks, because David oh, is a fuck powerhouse. I, so... Oh, I'm, I'm the same. If Genuinely, if you feel like I'm saying it too much, just stop me. I reckon, um, I reckon if in your head, you can say three. Shit. And I, ideally, use them for, like, comical effect, as I did earlier. So I've used Can one. I use them each, though. D- David, I just heard you use one, so that's one for you. That wasn't like comical effect, though. We, you can just that cut was. that one out. That, that was comical. I feel, I feel like that was comical. I found it funny. I could oh, say screw you or eat a dick or something like that. Though that's a bit more fun. Well, yeah. So just in your head, have like a ticker, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's, I feel like, because then I can leave them in and I don't feel as guilty about putting like lots of F's and Jeff's on the internet. You really just can't be arsed, buddy. Bro, this has to be going, bro, this has to go out at (laughs) 6am. So, yeah, I don't want to be sat here until 3am editing it. Yeah, no, that's fair. So, Alex, if you want to tell us your three movies that you were, that you picked for us to watch. Okay, so my three movies are Captain Fantastic. Um, Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith, and True Romance. Amazing. And uh, David, do you want to read out your three? Okay, so mine were Casino, um, American Pie, and It's a Wonderful Life. I tried to go for a bit more of a um, a wider range. Mm. Cool, cool. Uh, I went with Creep Show, Sin City, and Brigsby Bear. So I feel like overall we all chose some very different movies. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. I don't think any movie is even in the same like 
genre other than like maybe Captain Fantastic and Brinksby Bear. Bear. Yeah. Yeah, That's kind of, yeah, but th- again, even that even though like you could put them in similar categories, they're still very different. Oh yeah, extremely oh, different. Yeah, yeah. So we've got like a Christmas classic, a, a an American comedy, a massive blockbuster, a Tarantino-esque movie. Um and yeah, we've got loads of different and an 80s campy horror film. Indie movies. Yeah, it's um yeah, I think we all picked a wide range of stuff, so I'm uh, I'm I'm happy with the ones we picked. I'm I'm happy that I chose the only like blockbuster film. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't really I want... did hear that. Uh... Oh, go on. Oh no no go go on go on go on. I, I was. Uh, apparently, you were also going to choose Casino, according to Zander. <laughs> yeah, I was. I really was. It was li- literally I like, I was planning my my list to send to Zander. Then he sent me yours, and I was like. Well, the first thing is going to get knocked <laughs> off my list, then, isn't it? <laughs> um, what did you replace Casino with? Can I just no? Ask? Don't ask that. Don't answer that yet, because that might give it away. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. Tell yeah, us at the end. Enough. Tell us at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Um, fair enough. That's a good so shout. overall, this week, um, just say like if you enjoyed it or not. How was your week in movie watching then? Because we've all had to watch these this week. I'd say I really enjoyed. Most of the films. <laughs> there were some that I was like, huh? What? Yeah. What is what? Yeah. So like Yeah. Like I've I've never really dabbled in in like eighties campy Oh here we horror. go. <laughs> I can't wait for this, this that discussion. <laughs> and and I was watching I was watching Creep Show and it was like everything that I expected it to be. Yeah. But at the same time, I was still like, wow, this, this continued to get made. It's got a sequel. It, it's got a TV show, David. It's got a TV yeah. show. But, um, yeah, I, I actually, I, yeah, I'm not going to lie. The film I was scared to watch the most was, um, or the two I was looking forward to the least were, American Pie and It's a Wonderful Life because mm. I've never seen American Pie before the first time I watched it this week oh, and no. I hate It's a Wonderful Life <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> it's we'll just, get to it. But yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to we'll it. We'll get to it. Uh, yeah. yeah, personally, I've enjoyed, once again, most of the films I've watched. Uh, there was a lot like two of yours and two of Zant. All three of Xander's and two of yours I'd never seen before. Uh, oh, that's so good. I'd, and I'd, I'd wanted to watch the two of yours for quite a while and one of Xander's for quite a while as well. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I was really looking forward to especially like Captain Fantastic, I've been wanting to watch for a while because it looked really interesting. Yeah, same. And True like, Romance, it's written by Tarantino, so I kind of have to watch it. Yeah, Captain Fantastic was on my shame list. I was, I've been wanting yeah. to watch it for ages. And then it was on Netflix. I was like, yeah, I'll watch that. And then just never got around to it. So this was a great excuse to watch it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. My, yeah, my weekend movie watching was good as well. It was, it was difficult because I've been working literally seven days a week. So it, oh, it's been a rough one this week, but I've still managed Sandra, to get through. Um, all I of them. finished, I finished creep show about five minutes before. Mad. That's why you pushed it back to 20 past. 
Yeah, I was like, this is when the runtime's going to finish, then I'll need to go and get some, like, water for five minutes. But I had all planned out. I've had a schedule. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. And yet I managed to watch, like, Lord of the Rings Return of the King before we recorded this. What the Whoa. hell? Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that eventually. Um, right, Alex, if you want to... Uh, do your uh, do you want me to do a timer for two minutes um i'll i'll, I'll start a timer for six Fuck. minutes if i'm doing two minutes per film and then yeah. i'll just yeah. i'll i'll manage myself that's absolutely uh, fine so you've got you, you if you want to go through your three movies you'll give us like an elevator pitch um as to what you think of it and then we'll discuss all three movies overall mm-hmm. together yes brilliant so obviously um Wait one sec. I'm going to start the timer. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Um, I should say as well, basically the ca- the kind of game this is, is that Alex is going to talk about all three movies as if he loves them. Mm-hmm. So he actually hates one of them. And from the discussion we have afterwards, we've got to decide whether he loves it or hates it. Uh, but right now, he's gonna. it's going to sound like he loves them all. Um, and we've got to sort of pick up on little clues. So, there you go. Take it away, Alex. Okay, so I'm going to start off with Captain Fantastic because it's at the top of my list. Um, (laughs) And this is a film about, it's a very interesting film about a guy who chooses to raise his kids um, out in the wilderness and then their mum dies. Um, And obviously she's at a hospital in like the the real everyday capitalist world. Um, And... So they have to go on an adventure to basically go and see their mum at the funeral. Um, however, the her his like so Ben Cash is the main character played by Viggo Mortensen. Um, he is um, the wild man of the woods basically, and his father-in-law really does not like the way that he has raised um, chosen to raise his kids and like have their family and. Um, you start to see two sides of the argument. You originally go into the film seeing Ben's side of the argument and you're, you're on board with his, like, raising his children to have all these amazing survival skills and the ability to uh, forage for food and fight really well and have extensive historical knowledge. Um, and then you see it versus, like, a normal capitalist um, society where people have been raised in the school system um, in, like... Uh, perfect homes so on and so forth where everything's been provided for them and the entire thing is meant to be a commentary between these two worlds colliding and how how like whether it's whether it's right to raise your kids with so much independence or whether it, you should allow them like what's more important social life or or these skills that ben is trying to provide his family with and i think that the the filmmaker has presented a very interesting um premise and if you haven't watched it i highly recommend that you watch it um but yeah i'm up to two minutes so i'll move on to my next film uh which is star wars revenge of the sith the third of the prequel trilogy um obviously because it's on this list i love this film um (laughs) and um and i think that it's easily um i prefer it to return of the jedi in fact i think that it's got um, very good pacing. I think the start of the film like kicks it straight into gear. It's got 
probably my favorite opening of any Star Wars film. Um, I really like all, all of the different villains, even if they've possibly just been more fleshed out for me in films like the clone in the uh, series like the Clone Wars. But I remember the first time I saw General Grievous, I was like this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, and I think all of the stuff with, like I, um, in Ewan McGregor's portrayal of Obi-Wan is obviously the best part of the prequel trilogy, but this film I feel is, is a culmination of his story. Cause personally the prequel trilogy is like a, to me is a trilogy about Obi-Wan becoming the person that you see him in a new hope. Um, and I think that this is a really, especially the end battle between him and Hayden Christensen's uh, Anakin Skywalker, although that is a massively over-the-top battle spectacle with lava flying everywhere and, and things, I think that the just the themes that are present throughout the film oh, almost outweigh the... Um, the negative, like the the negative aspects. So, say for example, some of the dialogue is leaves something to be desired. But the dialogue was never that great in the original trilogy, if I'm being honest. Um, and the I'd say that I I also like this film because it doesn't um, have the um, it doesn't have the droids in it as much, which I feel was something that they relied too much on in the first <laughs> two prequels. Um, anyway, moving on to True Romance, a film written by De Quentin Tarantino, but not directed by him. The director's name actually mis um, escapes me at this moment. Tony in time. Scott. Tony Scott, thank you, Xander. But he, that film is at its core a love story. It's called True Romance. And it's about this Elvis fanatic who does some pretty interesting stuff uh, with a pimp and then ends up, ends up stealing a load of cocaine by accident. And this film is a brilliant example of being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I think that the the cast of this film, even the supporting characters, like Gary Oldman's in it, but he's not the villain of the film. And he's just there at the start. And it's like, that's great. Christopher Walken has an amazing scene with Dennis Hopper. That, that interaction between them two when he's talking about the origin of Sicilians that is just both hilarious and tense at the same time. It's like perfect Tarantino dialogue. Um, the Alabama was the least annoying damsel in distress ever, ever. Like she's she's so headstrong. She goes up against that um, the guy from The Sopranos, who obviously I can't remember his name, Tony Maglioni or something like that. But that's probably xenophobic, um, and. I just think that the the way that the story is presented with especially with him having um Elvis as a uh, as an imaginary friend played by Val Kilmer is um just brilliant and I rewatched it yesterday and it's better than it gets better every time I watch it and um yeah I I think that the story of it is both unbelievable but also completely down to earth and you understand all of the characters motivations throughout and the pacing of it is impeccable the film starts and it does not stop until the end and it's great and that's my six minutes brilliant good stuff good awesome. stuff uh, that guy's name is james gandolfini 
<clears throat> Thank you, I was going to say, Antonio Margaret, people I didn't want to, you know, like, throw off your, your pace. Guarlami. Okay, so that's the intro to all three of Alex's movies. Um, I'm going to be honest. When I got your list, I sent you a text saying, like, you dick or something like that. Yeah. Why have you picked <laughs> Star Wars? Because <laughs> I am I am famous in my house and probably to you, David, for hating yeah. the Star Wars prequels, even this one. I oh, yeah. I think the acting is horrible. Like the the dialogue is as bad as it is in two and in one and two. I think sure it's got some good scenes and that's why people th- and it, that's why it is better than the other prequels. But it's still not a good movie. It's long. It's boring. It's hard to watch okay. at times. And it's just just because it's it's got a great opening sequence, as you mentioned. That opening section is fantastic. Oh yeah. That that opening 20, 30 minutes is amazing. It's quick, it's it feels fast paced, it's fun. And it's got that darkness at the end of it that you're expecting from the rest of the movie. But then, unfortunately, it just takes a screeching halt after that and becomes the most, like, another just boring Star Wars movie. So, and in defense of Revenge of the Sith, your does your does the argument still stand for Return of the Jedi then? Something that has a brilliant opening sequence and then immediately um, halts when he goes, <laughs> when they go to yes. Endor. Yes. Oh my gosh. I um I I my dad really disagrees with this. My dad loves everything Star Wars, absolutely everything. He will follow Star Wars to the end because he's got real good brand loyalty, which you kind of gotta right. respect. But I um respect. he, I've told him my opinions on Return of the Jedi, and me saying that I don't like it, and I think he nearly kicked me out of the house. Ooh. So <laughs> um yeah re- yeah Return of the Jedi is is boring as well. I- I'm but, glad that you uh. That you have the grace to be able to say that as well. Yeah, yeah I, at least I, you have I appreciate to say that. I appreciate that that Revenge of the Sith is a prequel, but and I don't even think it. I don't even think someone once said I was I was having this conversation, and someone was like, "You've got Stockholm syndrome because it's not as bad as the other prequels." And <laughs> I was like, "I was like, nah, nah. I don't think that's what it is. I just, I actually." really like it like if i was to put on a star wars i genuinely think if i was to put on a star wars film just at random it would be the one that i'd choose wow yeah you know what i'm um i'm gonna jump in and i'm actually gonna agree with alex because i have done that before now it's probably the easiest one to just shove on and chill to because there's not a lot of stuff that you have to follow anyway Mm-hmm. Like there's not a lot of stuff that you have to just watch and continuously watch and make sure that you see every scene because like not every scene is great. But I um I wrote down like a small little note that it's basically just a dumb fun space movie in a franchise that is a sea of bad movies with only a few good ones. And yeah. this one shines out because it's one of the good ones. Because let's be uh- honest, Star Wars has what maximum four good movies. Maybe five, <laughs> eleven you've got, or so. You've got for me, the good movies are A New Hope, Empire Strikes yep. Back, Force yep. Awakens. I mm. like The Last Jedi, and I think The Last Jedi is good, but it's not a good Star Wars movie. And I think Solo, it's a good, interesting. Movie. I think there's five for me. There's five 
really Ex- good. Excuse me? Five good movies. You prefer you like Solo, Solo to Rogue but you One. hate Rogue One. Yeah, Rogue One's boring as hell. Rogue Solo One's an isn't. actually good movie. Solo's really fun. Solo's Solo really fun. Solo is basically so the I'll tell you what movie. Solo isn't. What? One of the list, one of the films on this list. Yeah, we'll we'll do. I promise yeah. everyone listening, we will do a Star Wars episode at some point. Yeah. Oh god, um, I'm gonna have to watch Solo. Art. So for me, oh. for me, as soon as I saw your list, I was like, right, okay, he's clearly lying about Star Wars, and he's just trying to troll me. But then in my in the back of my head was like, or is this a red herring? And he actually does love it, and he's picking one of the others. And to me, I know yeah, it, it's either between True Romance or Star Wars, because I know you like Captain Fantastic, because you did recommend it on this podcast last time you were here. Um, so... <laughs> I, I'm, um, I'm also going to say that you like Revenge of the Sith, because of the, the points that you've actually brought up are genuine... Silence! Points. Silence! <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm also I'm going to say anything. that I'm, I'm going to say that your two truths are Captain Fantastic and Revenge of the Sith, um, and your lie is true romance. Well, we... well, let's discuss. Yeah, Captain Fantastic and true romance first. Captain Fantastic was um was fantastic. It was really great. Um, I I absolutely loved it. I I I, I liked that you you mentioned the fact that it. Sort of tells the story from both angles because that's exactly what I felt as well. Because when yeah. he's when he's showing his kids uh, to his sister, and he's like with um, and he pulls out their kids and tells yeah. them a question and they don't know the answer and then asks yeah. his youngest daughter and she can spout it off altogether, and it's that that's incredible. But then you see it from the granddad's perspective and you're like, oh yeah, he's definitely messed up these kids. <laughs> I yeah, um, I think that my favorite character in the film is is Jack, which is the granddad. Yeah. Not only because he has the balls to shoot an arrow at someone inside, which <laughs> I think is pretty cool, um, but also because he literally comes into the film like a bulldozer at the half at the halfway point. Yeah, where you've heard him speak to him before and be like, "Don't come to your wife's funeral." Yeah, and then, and then he, and then you see him later on, and it's like, oh wait, no, no, you, you aren't actually a dick. You're just mourning because your daughter has died. Yeah, and, and yeah, uh, yeah, he's my favorite character. Ben, Ben is an interesting one for me. He's a. This is one of the films that I studied um, when I was doing A level film. Oh, right. Uh, so, yeah, Nerd. we did a lot. Of... <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Um... <laughs> Says the filmmaker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, we both do filmmaking, David. Um, anyway, yeah. So, Captain Fantastic. It, yeah. Yeah. It, Say what it's, you will it's about It's correctly it. named. Vigo, uh, it, Vigo got I... nominated for an Oscar. Um, well deserved, <laughs> I feel. I did not know that. Yeah, I I think he should have won it to be complete. What, who won it above him though? Um, I think that 2014. was 2014. No, it was 2016. Was it? Yeah, I didn't know so I this. Think that was the year. Um, I, I think that was the year Casey Affleck won for Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've no. seen it, so I'm gonna say that Viggo Mortensen 
Oh no, no. Um, yeah, Casey Affleck, Casey Affleck, Casey Affleck is amazing in that film. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you're chatting I'm, out your ass. I'm mate. still going to stand yeah. by it until I see it. Until yeah. I see it, I'm going to stand by this because I genuinely, really, really enjoyed this film. I thought it it reminded me quite a bit of um, Home for the World of People, but it's also the exact opposite movie at the same time. Yeah, oh, it is because like it Just... shows like the entire you've grown up in this scenario. Like, they know how to do everything in the woods, but at the same time, they don't know how to live. They don't know how to live like normal human beings in society. Yeah. And it's Just a very, very interest. interesting contrast. Is this the first time you have um, watched the film? Have you both yes. only seen it once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. I saw it this week, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. This mm. is my first viewing of it, and I loved every second of it. I thought it was a really funny movie when it needed to be. It was quite emotional when it needed to be. It hit all the right beats. It like it showed a very interesting contrast between different styles of life, and it's always been that kind of question of like, if you could live in the woods, this and the other off the grid, would you? Like that's always a question that comes up in just random conversations. It's I, like um, a good icebreaker. I absolutely and... loved the um, the scene, uh, like everything at the sister's house. I think Steve Zahn gives a really great small performance in that movie. What as the as the as dad the of that family? Yeah, the sister's <laughs> husband. Because yeah. he is he's just like really trying his best, God bless him. He's like he's it's so weird. This family is so weird and he's just trying to keep his head on a swivel. Yeah, and he's you know just to be like keep you know, calm. Yeah. He's also trying to be as nice to them as possible. Yeah. Because like they're not they're not like related for like he's the brother in law, brother in law technically because he yeah. married her, his like wife's sister. Yeah. So no, 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 no. That, that is that is actually yeah. and sister. So it is his brother-in-law. Yeah, no, but like it's the it's not like the because I imagine he was closer with um, Ben's wife's sister than he was with the husband because you know. Oh they, right. Okay. Like, yeah. They um, seem like they clash quite a bit from just their characters alone because um, she actually had contact with him and i love the scene in in that house when they're at dinner that dinner scene is it's great it's great that for awkward comedy so intense, though, it's great for time. tension and then at the end when when they give when they all drink the wine and the other two kids are sat there like what the hell is going on i think that's yeah. <laughs> that's great that's great um the kids in this film are amazing they really are and it's the uh the little boy who runs off uh, towards the end he's what, um, in it chapter one yeah the guy from it he's yeah. bowers yeah and um the older the oldest son he's uh in 1917 yep bodevin is in 1917 and he, yeah. he's Ooh. great yeah um yeah, yeah captain fantastic was great um true romance talk about true romance um yeah, well, talk about true romance I liked this movie. I didn't. I didn't love it. I'd give it like an an eight out of ten. I really because yeah, I was the same. I was really expecting to love it, love, love, love it, um, and I just didn't. I think it's got great individual scenes. So like the scene with Gary Oldman and um, Christian Slater is fantastic. The scene between, mm. as you mentioned, Christopher Walken and uh, Dennis Hopper is fantastic. Yeah. Um, the end scene in the hotel is brilliant. Yeah, it's really good. The, the thing I love about that, that film is that at every point, Christian Slater thinks that he's got out of it. 
Yeah. Yeah. He he doesn't he thinks that he's completely fine. He does not even even still at the end of that film, he does not know his dad's dead. Yeah. He yeah. he has not found that out. Like he he does not he's not aware of this fact. Like and I think that the it's because it, it's literally a fairy tale romance. He meets this person, they fall in love on the first night, they get married the next day. Like, yeah, it's completely ridiculous. But <laughs> Tarantino killed Hitler, so he can do what he wants. <laughs> yeah. and, Tarantino uh, killed the bloody uh, Manson family, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, exactly. Um, but with um, with true romance, like it's it's almost like. Bonnie and Cl- not Bonnie and Clyde, um, Thelma and Louise, but not if that makes <laughs> sense. Like they just they, they just go on the run. They leave their they leave their proper lives behind. They become fugitives. Um, they're constantly lying to people. Then they're not even telling um, Dick um, anything. Um, like he doesn't know what's happening until they get yeah. to the hotel. They don't like and. I think what I was saying before about like the cast, even with the supporting characters, Brad Pitt is in this film. Yeah, yeah. And every every time, yeah, I've watched this film three times, and every time um, the opening happens, I'm like, yeah, they're in this film too. Oh yeah, and Samuel L. Jackson. And Samuel oh, yeah. Jackson. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson uh, just gets killed Pitt. off in like five minutes, oh, yeah. doesn't he? And Val Kilmer. Oh yeah, and Christian Slater. Oh yeah, Christopher Walken. Like literally. Yeah. Every every person who's ever been in a Tarantino film was in this film. Yeah, yeah. But but and they delivered small, really good performances. I thought. And yeah, they did. I, when you were saying about like the the scenes, they the it had really good scenes. Mm. I think that every scene is a really good scene because I'm trying <laughs> to think of I'm trying to think of a bit where they didn't. They didn't use it in a interesting way, like the bit where they take Elliot on a roller coaster to tell them about yeah, the. Yeah, that's a really good bit. Tell them the plan, and then later on, where Elliot just goes down the drain, and he's in a car, and he covers himself in cocaine, and he just goes, "Hi, police officer," and and then oh, and also the bit in the elevator between. Christian Slater and I don't know the actor's name, but Elliot and he was when just when that goes down and then the um, policemen are on the, the the wire on the other side of the phone and they can hear everything that's going on. Like from that point until the end, that I think the tension just keeps on rising, yeah, that, it does. rising and rising. It does. Um, and it's, Christian Slater gives a really likable performance and everyone in the movie seems to know that because everyone just likes him even like the police officers who were talking about it they're like man I really like this guy like I, yeah. I hope he does alright <laughs> you know but, but the film itself actually really interests me because I was a bit like you Sam. the first time I saw it I was like oh yeah that was a good film and then the next time I saw it I was like wow okay this is a really good film like um and I think if you if you watch it with the point of view that he is a narcissistic maniac, not maniac, narcissistic <laughs> like insane person basically who has <laughs> who has these 
grandiose delusions of falling in love with someone and and seeing Elvis and being told to kill someone because Elvis is telling him to do so and <laughs> and yeah. and then everything kind of just seems to go his way the entire way through the film he doesn't have any even when he makes a mistake it doesn't matter because someone's it, it just works out for him he always seems yeah. so so sure of himself like even though there's there's not really many bits in the film that really like point that that is a thing but if you watch it with the idea of oh he's a he could is is this man really all together is this man really as collected as he seems as he puts across to the yeah. rest of the characters <laughs> in the film um, and then i think it becomes a better movie two things one yes the main christian slater basically plays quentin tarantino quentin tarantino has written yeah. this movie has and has himself as the main character yes yes yeah. yeah and two do you think this movie would be better with tarantino's direction as well Ooh, that's an interesting one hmm. i feel right probably my... well I, my first reaction is probably yes because all of quentin tarantino's like like all of his best ones. Like he he's written it's like you say, he's written a Tarantino film here. Yeah. Like with, when he wrote um Oh, I forgot what it's called. Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. was directed by Robert Rodriguez. Wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And he and he wrote it with Robert Rodriguez. Yes. So he that that to me is like Quentin Tarantino writing a Robert Rodriguez film. Yeah, and this here is Quentin Tarantino writing a Quentin Tarantino film, and then giving it to another director. So yeah, I I do think it would benefit from his um, direction, but I don't think that it's I don't think that it's that I don't think that it would be that I think it would be a completely different film if he did do it, and the way that it's like a a small romance it works better by not being a big dramatic Tarantino flick. I um I kind of disagree. I feel like this movie wouldn't have been like as good as it as I thought it was with Tarantino directing because when it comes to Tarantino, like this is probably the most Tarantino look like romance film ever made. But I don't think his direction style fits well into this kind of romance, even if it is you know somewhat Tarantino esque anyway. But because it's only written by him, it's his ideas and then brought forward by somebody else is more interesting than if he had done it because I think if he had done it, it would have just become another bore like standard, usual Tarantino film. We wouldn't have had the same kind of character moments as we would have if Tony Scott has done it. Um, I feel like because he wrote it, he just decided, I want to make a romance movie, but I want it to be a bit different. Yeah, and Tony Scott said, "Yeah, I can make that different though. I can make this seem like an actual romance movie because it is a romance movie." And oh yeah, because true, of the direction, true, the way I mean, that it's directed and the way it's made is a is a romance. The music movie, as well true, makes true. it feel yeah. Like a I was romance. just yeah, about exactly. to say, think about the soundtrack. The music is all romance. It's oh, like I, I Tarantino can't do that. Uh, he can write so it. Good. Um. Okay. Yeah. So let's um. Let's wrap this up then, um, David. What we you you said? Um, what 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 what's the lie? What is a what <sighs> See, movie does Alex hate? It's, it's, 
You know what? I'm going to go out on a whim now. And actually, I'm going to say... I know I said that Trey Reynolds before, but because of what he said this, and compared to what he said with like Captain Fantastic, he wasn't really that talkative through Captain Fantastic. Especially not as talkative as he was through this. So I'm going to say that the two truths are Revenge of the Sith and True Romance, and the lie is Captain Fantastic. Well, I'm... I mean, David, I'm going to say this right now. You're a fucking idiot. Because I've already told you that he likes Captain Fantastic because he recommended it during the Wolverine what podcast. But you do you. You do you. You do was, you. You know. You do you. I'm saying. you the entire time, Xander. I'm saying Star Wars is the lie. <laughs> I've got to hope to God that it is. Um, I'm, I say that you love Captain Fantastic and True Romance and that you hate Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Alex. Please reveal. I really like Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. Oh, <laughs> oh, no. I think it's a great film. I also I also really, really, really like True Romance. What? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I told you it was careful, okay. yeah. So so my, my issue my issue with Captain Fantastic is not that I think it is a bad film necessarily. It's that I don't like watching it because the so when I recommended it, I recommended it because it was like I'd watched it recently. It was an interesting film. I thought people should watch it. Oh my they gosh. might like it. However, me personally, when I watch it, I feel like uh, the director, what he was going for was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two points of view here. Yeah. One, one out in the in the woods of one that's a capitalist society and then i want you to make your own decisions about this but then the entire way through the film he just rams down the rams the rams the idea of of vigo mortensen being right down your throat and like i think the ben is a ridiculously bad father no matter what because <laughs> i i don't i genuinely don't think there is an excuse for taking your kids out of society i i i agree with with you can teach them what you want to teach them but from within a society and yes it sounds like my gripes with the film are just with ben's ideologies but that's not what it is the, it's the fact that the film, I feel like the filmmaker is trying to make you have Ben's ideologies and doesn't really and like, even at the end of the film they go and get mum they succeed hmm. in getting the mum and it's yeah. like, right, okay, so in the process of this film you have you have um, you have grave robbed <laughs> yeah. and, and you food. have you have dug up your mother who has been dead for two weeks now and you're putting her on a bus that's while she's glowing with white light. And it's like, no, no, she's been dead for two weeks. She's, she's going to be cold and rotten and smelly and you won't want anything to do with it. Yeah. And it's meant to glorify this sense of they're doing the right thing here. But the way I see it is they've just gone and... And... So, so Ben Ben barges into the funeral. This is my most. This is the scene I dislike the most. Ben barges into the funeral. He's got this grandiose self self righteous attitude, where he's like, "Right, I'm doing the right thing here. 
my um, daughter, my wife said that she didn't want to be have this done to her. She wants to be cremated, right? Okay, sweet. Don't do it while there's hundreds of people mourning. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like don't that's do the, it mid- the way he did. That's the midpoint of the movie where it kind of changes perspectives. For me. Yeah, and but then it's and I agree with you. It's the midpoint of the movie where you start to be like, oh right, okay. It's not all well and good as it should be. But then after that point, it doesn't feel like... I, I, just, I just feel like after that point, it still doesn't give enough of, a, an, of an argument other than the only bad thing Ben, ben has done is, is put his kids in danger. And if he hadn't put his kids in danger, then everything that he'd done would be okay. But... I still think that everything he's not done is okay. So the film just infuriates me when I watch it. Wow. And that's why I don't that's why I don't like it as much as the other Okay, thing. Xander, fair. I'm just gonna say eat a dick. <laughs> yeah, fair play, mate. Fair play. I cannot <laughs> I can't argue with your logic and you've uh, you bamboozled both of us. Well me. You bamboozled yeah, me. Yeah, you bamboozled Xander. I caught on completely. the thing that made me catch on, I'm not not gonna lie, is that when you said it's an interesting film. And when I hear interesting film, I don't hear I really like the film. I, I hear it's a great concept, wasn't done to my liking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's I feel exactly, like that's exactly what you mean. That is exactly what I mean. Wow. There you go. Uh, so, Alex hates Captain Fantastic. That's going to be the title uh-huh. of the video. No, actually, <laughs> the, the title Spoiler. of the podcast this week is probably going to be Would I Film You In? Because that's going to okay. be... I, fi- I figured that would be the name because it, it's kind of like a would I lie to you kind of thing. So I figured I'd call it Would I Film You In? Xander, you're yeah. so amazingly intelligent and witty. Thank I you. Thank you, Alex. I'm I glad don't know you where you come up it. with this stuff. I hate it. I'm going to put into the um, general chat now um, what the title actually should be. There we go. Because I can't say it. I've already used two. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say it. I've already used two. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Um, You're welcome for that bonus clip. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, Right, David, do you want to take us through uh, your three movies? So uh, remind us of just the titles again, just really quickly. Okay, so my three movies were Casino, American Pie, and It's a Wonderful Life. And uh, you've got two minutes on each. Do you want me to do the timer, or have you got it? I've got got a timer in front of me. Amazing. Right, start when you're ready, bro. Okay, so Casino is a... um, fantastic Scorsese movie as always with Scorsese he does fantastic movies no matter what um goes back to his mobster roots but in a little bit of a different light it focuses on a mobster trying to run a casino um it starts to show this character kind of sl- goes slightly insane trying to run this casino and the criminal empire trying to run his actual business life compared to his crime life and it shows a very very interesting kind of like ratio between those and the very good light in between them both like how they both cross over very very naturally because when it comes to casinos if you don't know they are usually quite heavily in the crime business somehow uh there's been a lot of casino like related and crime stuff when it comes to the mafia when it comes to just mobs in general 
so I thought that was a very, very fun topic for him to make a movie about. Uh, it's It stars Robert De Niro, who is obviously fantastic. I love him in everything. Even if he's awful in it, I love him in it because it's Robert De Niro. I, he can't do any wrong to me. So, yeah, there's a... Um, I watched this when I was way too young for the first time. Um, I really shouldn't have watched it because it's quite a, from what I remember, quite a brutal movie and quite a explicit movie. But either way, it kickstarted my love for like gangster films in general. That's why I got into Scarface. So that's why I got into Goodfellas, which is another great bloody Scorsese movie. So yeah. Um, Casino is a fantastic film, 100% recommend it. It's a very, very interesting idea into what that kind of business would be like. Uh, American Pie is my next one. American Pie is a very, very American movie. Um, it's the most American teenager high school movie there has ever been. And the entire movie is all about one journey. And the journey and the quest at the end of the tunnel is sex. Um, they eventually achieve it. Hooray. They lose their virginity. It's a f- brilliant comedy. Focuses on a lot of the comedy, quite a lot. It focuses heavily on adult humor, so obviously not for the faint of heart if you don't like that kind of thing. Brilliant cast. Um, I can't remember any of the cast name, though. I remember Lily from like How I Met Your Mother's in it, but I can never remember the actress's name. I can never remember in any of the actors' name because I just don't see them in any other films. I think Val Kilmer's in it, but I don't know. Um, it's like it's got the classic stuff. Um, uh, when it comes to like Stifler's mom, when it comes to comedy, this and the other. Um, it's yeah, it's it's a hard movie to talk about in this kind of light when you're trying to say whether you like it or not. Because um, like I don't know how to talk about movies if I like them or not. I'm trying to be as vague as possible here, man. Just you know, help me. You're doing, a good, you're doing a good job, mom. You're doing help great. Me. You're doing I'm great. Not, you can you can do I've this. I've still got three this. minutes left. Just if you uh, want to cut it short, you, know what, you can I'm do, bro. Just not, I'm just going to cut it short because I can't. Talk, it's hard to talk about films whether I like them or not. He's trying to be vague. Like you did a good job of that, Alex. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, and then the final movie is It's a Wonderful Life. Um, a classic for a reason. Fantastic film. Uh, always playing at Christmas, so it's not really that hard to see it. Um, it's a very old-timey film, quite soppy, so it's not for everybody. It's a very romantic film, once again. But it's not romantic in the same style as true romance. It's actually romantic, and it brings about like a very interesting question that a lot of people probably ask themselves quite a lot. And I know I used to, especially when I was um, like younger and even more depressed than I already am. Um, and oh. that was like what would the world like would the world be different or how other people's lives would be different if i didn't exist or if i died this and the other jesus christ it's it's a very very interesting idea for a film especially for a romance film like when you think about that that's that's quite morbid isn't it yes david it is (laughs) (laughs) hey man that's what the film's about that's what the film's about you can't you can't judge me for that because that is literally the message of the movie. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. the plot of the film, I'll give him that. It yeah. is the plot yeah. of the film. Yeah. That yeah. Is the plot you smashed of the it film, there, mate. So you can't attack me for that. Boom, nailed it. 10 out of 10. IGN. Boom. Done. <laughs> great. Great shit. Right. Okay. Um <laughs> 
didn't do too well there, lads, did I? No, you've ma- you. If anything, you made our jobs harder. Um, okay, so let's start off with That's Casino. Um, yep. I didn't watch it. Um, <laughs> I knew it. I fucking like. I remember what? you were telling me yesterday. What do you mean? I mean, it's a three-hour gangster film that I just had no time to watch this week. Right, so, okay, okay. Um, so, Xander, Xander, let me just tell you about... Let me tell you about how much I love this film, Xander. I, I love it so much that I watched it in a 360p on a phone. Jesus. Streaming with ads that came on like every 15 minutes. For the first time, I watched that film a film that way, and I still liked it. <laughs> I I'm I'm not the I'm Respect not the biggest you, fan man. of gangster movies in general. I just I know I know they're like some of the best movies of all time, but I just I don't know. I don't get a like I don't understand bad people. The thing I like about this film is not necessarily is is basically that it's the least gangster film of the ga- of well. At least gangster of the gangster trilogy that Martin Scorsese has done. Um, Because so what? What are the others? So we've got Goodfellas, Casino, Goodfellas, Casino, and The Irishman. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, He's done others. Well, I yeah, but those are just the three because they've got Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro. (laughs) (laughs) Those are the three main ones because they have two people who are in all of the gangster movies ever made. I I make like unofficial trilogies in my head all the time. Like there's a Robert De Niro trilogy that's Joker, Taxi Driver, and King of Comedy. But second, I thought you were gonna say Meet the Fuckers. (laughs) Yeah, well, also that like that was in the trilogy, (laughs) Joker. King of Comedy, meet the fuckers. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. no, it's Joker, King of Comedy, and Dirty Grandpa. That's oh, classic film. No, no, no. no. Dirty Grandpa is in the Dirty Grandpa intern, and then other Robert De Niro doing something that he shouldn't be trilogy. Um, the <laughs> doing not yet been made yet. Have you not seen the trailer for The War with Grandpa? Yeah, that's I've seen it. That. That's yeah, it. That's the go. third film in the trilogy. <clears throat> That's the they finally completed the trilogy, lads. We saw it, smashed it. So, but cu- just quickly going back to Casino here. Yeah, go on. The yeah. reason I th- I like it so much is because it it's like David said, it's a gangster film from a different point of view, and yeah. it's cause it's not like you are involved directly in the mob. It's you are something that the mob is using. Yeah. So so. Robert De Niro in this, he plays a low-level mobster, but he doesn't really. He plays a casino owner. There is no part of this where he gets his hands dirty. He is just the owner of a casino, and he always is in control. He's always calm, cool, collected. I think he pulls two facial expressions throughout the entire (laughs) film. He doesn't need to because his eyes convey literally every bit of emotion you need to have from him. I yeah, also, you know you're right. I also think this is great because if you don't like mobster films and you're saying you don't like gangster films because you don't like bad people, this is a film where Robert De Niro is not necessarily a bad person. He's just in a bad situation. And Joe Pesci is a bad person. Yeah. And yeah. the two of them come to blows towards, well, throughout the film. And... It's like it's not like one is the enemy and one is the um, the pro. Uh, what are they call 
character, hero, person. Protagonist. Protagonist. Yeah. Protagonist, that's the one. <laughs> and, um, I study film. It's late. <laughs> it's half eight. It's past my bedtime. Um, but he... Yeah, it's more just that they are... Because they both narrate the entire film. Yeah. And then... I'm trying not to spoil it for you that much because you've not seen it. Um, <laughs> you, you pain. Um, but <laughs> you, you You Yeah, you... you Zandy. Yeah, I just yeah. I, you know what? I'll get. I will watch it this week because I've not got to watch nine movies this week. So I'll what I'll watch it this week, and um, I will I will t- I can talk about it next week on the podcast. How about that? I mean, you could have you could have like you know not watched one of yours that you've seen recently instead. No, but I have, I hadn't seen any of mine recently, so I had to rewatch them to. Just... How recently have you watched Revenge of the Sith? Then I watched that over lockdown. Oh. You could have watched. Like, <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I didn't rewatch. Instead. I didn't rewatch Revenge of the Sith this week. Oh right. So I, I watched that over lockdown. Can I just add that Sharon Stone is in this film? I forgot, and she's great. Yeah, I, she's I, like she really amazing. I just forgot that she. I haven't watched this. I didn't have to like get to rewatch this film this week because I um, had no access to it. Yeah, so, um, it's on Google. It's on Google Docs. If you, uh, Google Docs. I mean, I didn't say that. Buy films, don't stream them. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely do that, that and also I send us a link. Send us a link. Like, I yeah. couldn't buy it, so I didn't do it. Oh, fair, fair, fair. Well, um, Sharon Stone, I think, is the most interesting character in this film, and it's because there's a bit, there's a portion in the middle of the film where she is actually happy. Yeah, and then, but the but her mannerisms and the way that she treats Robert De Niro doesn't change at all throughout the film. It's in the way that she like treats herself. Yeah, and I'm I'm so happy that you chose this film, David, because I'm just talking about it now, and I was going to talk about it anyway. Um, oh, I just love it. It's my favorite. Um, I prefer it to Goodfellas. See, they, they, see for me, David, this is where. Uh, with like with your choice, I'm struggling because all three of them, I can think of a reason why you would hate it. And like with Casino, <laughs> See, that's why I chose these three movies? With Casino, my reasoning is I know how much you like Martin Scorsese gangster films, so okay, like that's the only reason. So I you think, think that, that because you... it's not really a full-on gangster film, it's more because like a film with gangsters in it. Yeah, you, but you know what I mean. I don't like it as much. No, I'm well, I'm, th- I'm I'm thinking you like this is just a one-off for you, and you're and you're like, yeah, I actually do actually kind of hate this movie. Um, I, I so you think I've been clarifying you all these years. I yeah. I I said to I said to Xander about a week ago, like I think Casino is the one that David doesn't like. Fair but enough. We we will have to see. I guess we will see. I was saying this to Xander the other day whilst we were playing Uno. He kept on saying, like, I, I swear to God, if Casino is the one that you don't like, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And I just <laughs> kept on saying, we'll see. And then they also kept on screaming the plays because I was making really good plays and he was just doing awful. <laughs> <laughs> the, the gaming channel is in process, guys. Yeah. Look yeah, out actually, for that in January. We're going to play so much Uno. We're going to play so much fucking Uno. <laughs> Um, that was number was two. That. that was number two, Zander. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like this gimmick. American Pie. 
I yeah. I rewatched this this week. Um, I I enjoy it. It's like a seven out of ten. It's a it's a good comedy. Very problematic. Oh my lord! Oh. If you watch this oh. movie with now, today's eyes, it is, it is rough. Ah, oh, this film. Yeah. I I I uh, I surprisingly liked it. Um, yeah. I did not want to like it. I started off watching it, and I did it. But, right, okay. I did not like it until I realized that Oz was actually a good character. And then I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Oz, he was like the Oz only is the good character, character in this movie. Yeah, yeah, literally. He's he's the only person who I was like, I actually care about, yeah. about him. Yeah. Him and, oh, what's he called? Who? The guy, the guy who gets for Stiffler's mom. Oh. Uh, Filch. Oh, Filch. Finch. 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 Why Finch? I... <laughs> Harry Potter's on the brain, yeah, man. Harry Potter's on the brain. Um, it's the Harry Potter episode we did. It's just... Oh, of it's course. In... Yeah, those ones we did months ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, show up. You said the Xander's film podcast. <laughs> yeah, shut up. Shut up. What? <laughs> so, this movie... That, um, never exa- the... that never happened. So, David said you said you couldn't remember the cast. So, we've got Jason Biggs... Um, yep. is the main guy. Chris Klein is Oz. Then we've got uh, Alison Hannigan is the the the, um, the ginger girl from How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, Lily. Yeah. Lily. We've got Eugene Levy who plays the dad and then uh, Sean William Scott is uh, Stifler. Is Val Kilmer in this movie? Because it seems like the kind of no. movie Val Kilmer should be in. No, anyway. you said that before and I was like, what? Yeah, same. I, I was like, what? It seems Val like a Kilmer. Val Kilmer movie. I don't know why. Um... I, I I think, yeah, it's it's really funny. Like, the bit right at the start of the first party when that guy, like, jizzes into that red cup. Oh, God. Oh, and, and oh, like, it's, God. it's back and forth between Stifler and this girl. You're like, who's going to drink it? One of them's going to drink it. And then when it's Stifler, you're like, oh, my God. But he deserves it because he's, like, the biggest douche. You're so yeah. happy that it, it, it happens to Stifler, yeah. Um, that was that was the um, uh, thing that got the redeeming thing that happened to uh, that happened during the film to me that even everything if it was that just bad... in the opening five ten minutes. No, 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 no. I mean, like the th- the bad things that happened happened to them, yeah, because of other people. It wasn't like yeah, it, it was almost like the film saying these people are bad. Yeah, we know this. Yeah, <laughs> everyone except us. Oz is a sweetheart. Don't do this. Oh yeah, Oz is a sweetheart. Well, he becomes a sweetheart. He's a bit of an ass at the start, because he's like one of the others, but then he becomes quite a sense. Like I said, he's got the only actual character arc, let's be honest. Yeah. He, he actually changes. It's... The others stay the same. They just become a bit more ignorant. Yeah. I absolutely... I've seen the second one as well, and the second one plays out more like a an average rom-com, um, yeah. and it's... The one thing I love about both these music the, mo- the, the these movies the most is the music, like the licensed music that they've got in these movies just takes me back. Like during during that webcam scene, Blink One Eight Two appear. Yeah, like the <laughs> actual no, no, Blink band. Blink are the best band for this movie. Yeah, because of like when you think of when you think of this movie, for some reason, even though it's not in it, all the small things comes to mind. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. Um, and Teenage Dirtbag. Yeah, teenage. Oh god, I'm gonna start singing it if you mention it again. Oh um, my god, 
Yeah, th- this movie's fun though. It's 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 one. It's not one for everyone, and I guarantee if like the the people who were having a go at like um, friends on Netflix for being sexist, if this gets. movie comes to Netflix, then it will be cancelled so quickly. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. No, it's on Now TV at the moment. I I don't think that this is a film that should be cancelled. No, it shouldn't, but it, it I mean, would be. Then again, no, I don't think any film should be cancelled because no matter what, film preservation is a very good thing. And it's just, it shows like the different times and this and the other. So no yeah, film it, should be cancelled. It's very of all. its time. Yeah, it is on Netflix. I've, I've just looked on Just Watch. It is on yeah, Netflix. I, I, have, um, I think I watched it on Netflix this week, yeah. Yeah. Mad. I, uh, yeah, I, I had to go on Now TV for it. However, however, the 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 end of this film is really great, especially with um, the actor from How I Met Your Mother. Uh, Alison Hannigan. The, yes, Alison Hannigan. Um, Lily. Yes, <laughs> we'll just call it Lily. <laughs> yeah, we'll just call it um, And um, when when she he, she like disappears in the morning, and he's like, "I got used." I got used. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like, and it's it's kind of them, the filmmakers. I mean, well, I thought it was anyway. Just being like, yeah, girls can feel like this too. Like, like sometimes, like this is not just a thing that boys feel. Like this is not just a thing that boys do. And it addressed it in a very small way, so it wasn't like, yeah, like almost in a way of like beating on them for it it that, was just a it was just a nice little thing that they added in i thought her character change like, is maybe my favorite moment in the movie when she's all the way through all the only nowhere. thing she says all the way through the movie is this one time at band camp and then all the way through it's the same thing and she just say the most boring stuff and so the sat at this couch is like well, come on what's the weirdest stuff so well at this one time at band camp i stuck a flute in my and like whoa okay <laughs> <laughs> and she just flits because oh. then she's like you're not gonna you're not gonna finish early are you like a little bitch you're like what is happening yeah, <laughs> like, <literally>. the fiercest <laughs> woman <laughs> But yeah, I just love it. Uh, well, not love it, but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was. Going to. <laughs> um, let's discuss "It's a Wonderful Life." Um, I can't believe you made me watch this when it's a Christmas movie and it's August. Yeah, man. What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm preparing you. I swear we get bad luck for some for like uh, a number uh, of years, don't we? This is why 2020 has been bad because it preempted us doing this. <laughs> um, it's all been going downhill, and now this we hit rock bottom, boys. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good movie. I think the the acting is of its time, so it's quite over the top. Um, like obviously, I think I think that's a normal thing to think. Like if the yeah. actors from the 40s and 50s who were big then came into today's society, I don't think they'd be classed as the best actors. I think actors in those movies, though, because, like, acting wasn't really... Considering, like, it was kind of a new form anyway, people didn't know how to act on film, so they tried to over-extenuate it as yeah. much as they can. Well, this and was... make it as romantic as possible, because, like, if you look at old films compared to the new films, old films are so much more romantic because it's so much more exaggerated. Yeah, this was... Yeah, play out more like, 
like theatre productions that are just yeah exactly and that's and... what they had you know to go off of so i feel like that's why the acting isn't as good yeah this was um made in 1946 so it's yep. you know the middle like, of the hollywood golden age yeah. seven, 74 years old yeah um I, I i think it's good it's cute it's really cute yeah it's it that that's why it's such a popular christmas film is because I, families can sit there and watch it and be like see life is good before the new year comes and then you hate your life again for 11 months i have issues with films that are like if you didn't exist in the world this this is how bad it would be because because I don't know. I think. I mean, I was about to say it's a very overdone premise, but this well, was that, done in nineteen forty-six. That did it. So this was like the first one. So I'm going to retract that statement. Yeah, now. exactly. It's, it's overdone now, but at the time, of its time, yeah. this is quite a revolutionary concept in general. Because once again, like I said, people do think this. This is no. a thought that pops yeah, into yeah, everybody's yeah. head at some point in your life. Like, say, like with Xander. What would Xander's be, life be like if, like, I never existed? Would he do the filming podcast? Would he not? Would he be a giant nerd? Would he not? You know, yeah. like... David, I only met you four years ago. I was a nerd before yeah, I ne- met you. Yeah, but did you do the podcast before you met me? No. No. Um, exactly. This this movie is on the IMDb list of top 250 movies. This movie is ranked at number 24. Really? Wow. It's got an 8.6 out of 10. It, I think that's because it is like one of the most classic films of all time anyway. Even if it's not one of the best films of all time to anybody, it's still, you can't deny that it's a classic for it's, a reason. Uh, it's higher it, than uh, the original Star Wars. Fair enough. I mean, um, it, it, get, it gets... It, it's J- Well, first of all, it's James Stewart in his prime. Like It's yeah, when he was yeah. actually a... Oh, a womanizer and not a creepy old man like he was in Vertigo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like he, the I I think that like you say, it's a very real feeling that people can feel, and his the way that he like acts out this character going through these, um, going through this thought process and experiencing the world without him. I, I think that the way he did it, although it was very 1940s, like over the top, it still got, it still resonates with people, and that's why it holds up still as a classic. Yeah, because it it's it to this to to this day it strikes a chord. Like even though it's not a Christmas film, it's still it's not just something that people feel at Christmas. Um, it's it's like how uh, Shane Black uses uh, Christmas makes Christmas films that aren't Christmas films because he feels yeah. like Christmas adds an extra element of emotion on because you sh- you're you meant to feel happy at Christmas. So if you don't, then it all, it like exaggerates it in a way that it, it like subconsciously exaggerates it for the watcher. Yeah. Even though they're not doing anything other than it being a certain time of the year. Shame so I think just great. Shane Black is great. <laughs> Shane Black's we should do a director you know, retrospective. A lot of his films point. at Christmas. Oh, hello? Uh, I, was, I said we should do a uh, director retrospective on him at some point. Oh, yeah, oh. definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, See, the thing is, I've been wanting to watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang for quite a while as well. Good so movie. Like it's a good be... movie. 
I feel like we'd have to do but like should we just say like five or six though? Because he's he's done a lot. Has he? <laughs> I think from what I can see, yeah. No, he's done. He's done. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Iron Man Three, uh, the Nice Guys, the Predator. That's boom. Oh, he's done six. He's directed six movies. It was showing me like twenty odd movies. Oh, that might be. I was just like, yeah, the Nice Guys is um like one of them, which I've actually seen. Iron Man Three, I've actually seen. I've not seen the 2018 Predator, and no, I don't um, want to. So can we skip that one? There's only four movies. Yeah, he's only done four movies. One of them is a TV movie that he's directed. Yeah, but that counts. No, it's like a it's a TV adaptation. I, it'd be really hard to find. So yeah, just four four movies really. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, um, as with... long as we don't do uh, pre- the Predator. What are we thinking then? Alex? Yeah, what are you two thinking? This is going to be an interesting one. I am... stuck. I feel like the obvious answer here is he loves It's a Wonderful Life and Casino and he hates American Pie. Well, Well, I agree. For the same reasons that he said about me because he he wasn't as vocal during American Pie. And he actually had to cut American Pie short when talking about it. He did actually have to cut American Pie short when talking about it. Um, but that just means that he could have had so much good stuff to say about the film that he didn't want to put across too strong of an argument beforehand. But also he could be saying that It's a Wonderful Life is like super overacted, it's overdramatic, stuff like that. I'm sticking yeah. with it though. I'm going, David, I think you love Casino and It's a Wonderful Life and you hate American Pie. I'm going to just say this because it was my first gut reaction and I think it would be the most interesting thing to put on this list as a, a red herring. So I'm going to say you don't like Casino. Oh, Okay, so I love It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. I think it is a fantastic Christmas film. I watched it when I was a kid with my mum. Uh, so I have a lot of nostalgia for it in the first place. I think that once again, the premise of that, like... I, if I didn't exist, um, is very very interesting. It's done really well here. I love Casino. Yes, I think it is it is one of my favourite Scorsese films. Even if it is a very different Scorsese film, especially when it comes to his gangster films. And I hate with a passion American Pie, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. I will tell you why. American Pie is the most overrated piece of shit comedy I have ever seen in my life. It is literally a film about four people just trying to have sex, and they are the worst people except for Oz at the end of the film. (laughs) They have no redeeming factors at all. There is nothing ridiculous. For God's sake, the guy tries to bloody live stream this like foreign girl getting undressed, <laughs> and then in her in his room, and, and he, then like she has to fly home afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> like he's the most horrible person. How are we supposed to root for this character to finally get laid when he does stuff like this? I I agree. This movie focuses way too much on the sex jokes. It, it this movie is literally what kid thinks is a good adult comedy and it feels like it was made by kids who've discovered sex for the first time 
because that's what it, it is basically it is just kids who discovered sex for the first time and that's what like the demographic was for because i remember when i was in like primary school and early high school american pie was like the biggest thing for them before it was the funniest thing i watched it when i was in high school and i did not give a shit I thought this movie sucked, and I am glad to the, this day, I still think this movie sucks, because it sucks. Wow, never, this movie I'm is never awful. going to watch this film again, I agree with you, David. I, I, I could not, I could, I could get through it once, I could experience it, but I don't think I could watch the characters be so incredibly awful people apart from us yeah um that uh, <laughs> we stand at us on this Bob podcast Oz. uh th- that'll be the name apart from us <laughs> that's the title um but no i agree completely i can't deal yeah, with I... how they're just simps they're they just they're, they're not even just... simps they are cooks yeah they, no, they are bloody they just chocolate Right, they all right. Let's, okay, let's move on from this now. <laughs> no, 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 no. I want to stay on American Pie for a second. Because how <laughs> the hell did this movie become a franchise? Oh, I know. Well, it's like you this say, they like have to the take it in a different version. direction This seems like the, the first draft of Superbad. And they just decided, yeah, you know what? Just make this. Do you know what? I actually have that thought while watching this film. I was like, this is just a crappy Superbad. Yeah. This um, is just someone came and completely like took Superbad and then grabbed it by the head and just fucked it. Would someone like, took Superbad, <laughs> took all the jokes, and then put haha penis in there? Um, would you like to know how many movies are in this franchise? Nine. There well, is nine. There's American um, Pie, um, American Pie Two, American Pie The Wedding, American Pie Presents Bandcamp, American Pie Presents <laughs> The Naked Mile. American Pie presents Beta House. American Pie presents The Book of Love, and American Pie Reunion, and that's eight. I, I swear there's a ninth. Uh, I'm no, sure there's a ninth. There's a there's eight on on the IMDb. Fair play, man. Well, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure they did, did you just call like me mom. A... I said, man. I thought you said you, you fair said play, mom. mom. You did I say mom. I can call you Susan if it makes you happy. Well, maybe maybe later, babe. You know what? Um, no, Xander, you missed one because there was one in 2020. American what? Pie presents Girls Rules or Girls Is Rules. Oh no 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 no! That's that's coming out. That is a film where they're doing American Pie, but it focuses on the girls. So basically, trying to do what like Booksmart did with you know, like being what's super it called? Bad, American Pie presents oh. Girls Is Rules. Girls rules. Girls is. It's got an apostrophe at the end of it because they're all bloody. Oh wow, illiterate. yeah, that, that's twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. It, there you go. It's been rated, so it's coming out. Yep. What a piece of shit franchise. Meant to be this, coming out in October. This these films. It's released on demand and DVD on October sixth. I hate American Pie with a passion, and I'm glad I've finally been able to say it because I watched this years ago. I had to re-watch it because I wasn't sure whether the humor had grown on me. No, in fact, it's gotten worse. I laughed once during this film on my rewatch, and that was when he was stripping on camera, and that's because I just like that he got some like comeuppance. I'm, I'm glad that he kind of got screwed over by his own disgusting deeds yeah well that's what i was saying before it always it's always them who end up 
paying the price for their stupidity. Yeah. And um, I hate them. As much as as much as that's kind that's an, an attempt to redeem the characters, you can't take away that all of them, apart from Oz, are <laughs> horrible people with no character arc other than they realise that they don't need yeah. to have sex to be happy. Right. Like, gonna, We've spent far too much to time casino. on American Pie. I'm gonna quickly go back to Casino just to like reiterate how much I, I do genuinely love this film. Like I said, it is my it was my first ever gangster film I watched. I think I was like seven years old after seeing literally just a couple scenes from um Scarface because my brother was watching it on his PSP. Because on PSP you had the like UMD movies. Yeah, and man, that was I, that was that was, a, that, that was a shit. That was yeah, exactly. That, <laughs> Long car journeys. You'd have a PSP. Yeah, exactly. Right. You've got a movie to watch. You know what? Screw it. I'm gonna watch Scarface. I Spider Man yeah, One I, and Three on UMD. I had uh, a yeah. Finding Nemo. Oh wow! I, had oh, I think Scarface. I was the coolest one out of us three. And I think King Kong. <laughs> Mad. Yeah, right, yeah, we're gonna so, we're moving yeah, on. Casino is incredible. Right, we're moving on. Okay, it's my time to talk. Okay, um, <laughs> let's. Um, this is Xander's podcast. Guys. This is Xander's podcast, guys. Come on. Um, it's my podcast. My oh, rules. He's clutching oh, at straws. He's like, eh, "Let's <laughs> talk. Get so, him off." Right, listen. Listen. Do you, want, do you want to shut up? All right. Come on. What's going on? Let's, let's talk a bit more about Captain Fantastic then. So my movies. <laughs> Uh Creep Show, Sin City, and Brigsby Bear. Yeah, mom. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm gonna start my uh, six minutes now. I'm gonna start with uh, with Creep Show. So Creep Show's a uh, an 80s horror slash comedy anthology. Um, basically takes it's based on a comic book uh, from the 70s and 80s that would show like little uh, horror stories, and it's meant for like kids. And this movie, sort of, it's just, you know, a movie version of it. And it feels like like it would work as a TV show, as it as Shudder have now done, uh, made a TV show out of it. So there's, I think, five or maybe six stories throughout this. And, five. Um, five. Yeah. Five. Um, I think my favourite um, might be the um, the third one that's got Leslie the Nielsen and Ted Danson. Yes. That, uh, that one, one is so much fun. Um, I think my uh, my other favorite would be um, the Stephen King one, where Stephen King plays this like farmer who's like a uh, who who finds this meteor, and then he opens it up, and there's water in it. He goes, "Oh, meteor shit!" No then, way is that it, Stephen King. Yeah, it's That's actually Stephen King. King. Yeah, it's mad. I I because I seen that he was in the film, and I watched it, and I was like. <laughs> Well, that was bullshit. Where was Stephen King? <laughs> but um, it was the father. And I think um, the fourth one, the um, what's it called, the crate. I think that one's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, as well. The, kind the kind of dinner that, party. I think that one's where. probably the darkest one. Um, but yeah, there's there's just a lot of fun to be had with it. It was released the same year as like Halloween three, um, and they were worried that it wasn't going to compete. But then they took Michael Myers out of Halloween three. And so then they just released it at the same time anyway, and this made loads of money. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think it's a lot of fun for an 80s horror comedy, and I think it's something that uh, not many people know about and should maybe give it a give it a watch. Um, my second movie is Sin City, directed by uh, Frank Miller and Robert Rodriguez. Spe- it comes up with special guest director Quentin Tarantino, and I think he directs one scene. 
Um, yeah. And it doesn't feel any different from the rest of the movie. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this movie is, it follows another, it's based on another comic book, uh, well, a graphic novel about, it's set in like Sin City. It's like this noir crime thriller um, that also, that is like set in this comic booky world, but also like really dark and gritty and realistic. Um, it stars Bruce Willis and Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke, by the way, best part of this movie. Mickey Rourke is great in this. Um, in all of his parts, because he's like yeah. everyone sort of sprinkled out between. It sort of feels like a noir version of Pulp Fiction, in that Pulp Fiction. everyone's got a section and then they pop up throughout the other sections as well. So it makes the world feel more tangible and realistic. Um, I think that uh, the colours in this movie are fantastic because it's all in black and white. But then every now and again, you see different colors. So like the, the, the yellow dude, you see him and he's yellow. Um, you see some places have like, are just like all of the color has been drained out apart from like the really dark colors. So everything's like a darky brown. Then there's some women in like red dresses and stuff like that and red lipstick and blue eyes. And you see those a lot more. Um, yeah, I think this movie's really good. It balances the tones really well of like weird comic booky and dark gritty action. Um, and I think the performances are really good throughout as well. Um, yeah, I've, I've only seen it twice, but I, I am looking forward to watching it again after this week because, yeah, it made me realise how good this movie is after re-watching it this week. Um, my, my third and final movie is, um, is Brigsby Bear. So this movie is, um, is about this guy who has been watching this TV show his whole life and then he meets some meet some people and realizes that no one else in the world has seen this tv show except from him so he decides it, it's over uh, abrupt it ends abruptly and he has to the, the show i mean not the movie the show ends abruptly and he sets out on a mission to make a movie a sequel and wrap up the story of brigsby bear and um kyle mooney is fantastic in this i think he yeah really brings this like, cause he's it's a, it's a fish out of water story because he's not really been a part of the real world. Um, I don't. I'll, I'll we'll spoil it uh, when we get into the further discussion. But yeah. um, yeah, he when he like meets his family and meets it make, makes new friends. He really like you can sort of see how he picks up these little things that people do. So like his he always says to people, yeah, that's dope as shit. Because some guy at a party said, man, that's dope as shit. So he just says it to literally everyone. He'll be walking around like, man, this is so dope as shit. And like, he brings this cuteness, like almost puppy dog style, um, like, like a personality to the role. Um, I think everyone else, it's a, it's a dark movie, but it doesn't forget it's that it's such a unique concept and that it can have fun with this darkness. And, um, in that way, I think it's, it does really well. And, um, I think Greg Kinnear, who plays the lead detective, is amazing. Yeah. Uh, because he, he like, has some reservations at the start, and you sort of see him come out of his shell a lot more, and really come to like this kid uh, who Carl uh, Mooney plays. And, um, yeah, I, I, th- I, think, I think I'm done talking. Um, yeah, watch all three of these movies. These mo- All three of these movies I really, really like. So, uh, yeah, check them out. <laughs> yeah. Discuss, yeah. bitches. Okay, so which one should we talk about first, though? Um, creep show. We'll do creep show first. Yeah, we'll do creep, creep show. show. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna quickly say this is the most 80s horror movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. 
yeah. I, uh, I watched the trailer for this before watching it because I um, told my mum that I was going to watch it and she was just like, wow, that was so 80s. I was like, that was the most 80s film ever because it just is. Like, it has everything that you'd expect an 80s horror film to have. Yeah. it's a, It's got Stephen King as well, which, you know, is the most 80s horror person <laughs> you can think of. It's it's directed by George Romero. George Romero. Which is the most 80s horror director. Yeah, literally, like... Like, Mad, this is just madness. the 80s, the movie. 80s, yeah, the movie. The, the, if if someone was if if I was, if someone who had never watched a horror film before was like, where do horror films like how did they originate? I would put, put Creep, that. I would put <laughs> Creepshow on and be like, this is where the horror genre came from. <laughs> just like you know, you know, American Horror Story. This is it. Yeah, this yeah, is, this how is how American it, Horror Story. Because there was. There was some, there was some bits in it. Well, obviously, I was like, "Oh yeah, no, that's a bit, that's very 80s. Yeah. But then there was, there was times where I was like, "Oh, that's dark." Like, yeah. I feel like there was a lot of inspiration taken from the tidal wave, the tidal wave uh, bit, the third story. Yeah. Um, uh, something to tide you over. Cool. Yeah, something's tied you over. I think that ha- must have uh, been some sort of inspiration when making Saw, with having yeah. a bad thing happen to someone while a live TV feed of you- of them happening, and you are forced to watch it, and you're also in a bad position, yeah. and you're also about to die. Like that, although it was done in a really comical way with, um, I don't know the actor's name. Leslie Nielsen uh, and Ted Danson. Leslie Neal. Because he, he popped up, and I was like, or whatever film he's in. Beverly Hills Cop, is that it? No, um, Naked Gun. Naked Gun, that's the one. And um, and so, <clears throat> but and he brought a comedic presence to it. But, but uh, also, yeah, that, like, that bit, uh, at its core, is dark. Yeah, he, he brings he brings a comedic element to it, but also like comedic as in like psycho comedic. Not like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna do a fart now. It was like, you know, he was having fun with how villainous his role was. Yeah. Like he, a like, really good pantomime villain. I remember, villain. like, hearing, like, from his characters, like, I'm, like, when it comes to sanity, I'm not. It's just, like, the, he's obviously having a lot of fun being this absolute dark, like, this is, this character is one of the darkest characters in the entire film. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's literally torturing these people. By the way, I'm just gonna have to sadly debunk you on um or debunk your theory, Alex. Oh yeah. On, um, the Saw thing because I've actually so I've actually um studied the origin of Saw, and as far oh, as yeah. I'm aware from what they've said, they did not reference this at all. What they um actually referenced was weirdly enough um like Blair Witch Project when it comes to just like they wanted to make a horror movie and make it really low budget and make it for like no money and that's why yeah, they made yeah. Saw oh, because they enough. just like that kind of thing they they did a lot of horror when they were together like in college so um oh, yeah well, sorry to debunk you. your theory but oh, alright like, thank you for as, don't apologize as far as you know like public knowledge is concerned for, for all we know they've kept it they've had in that like they watched Creepshow and just like right we want to do this now yeah but um, yeah, like I'm 
Like I, I absolutely loved that story. I also loved the one in the um, in the actual university. Yeah, the, the, uh, the crate, one, the beast under the stairs. Yeah, the crate is such an inch because that was the most horror one. Yeah, it was. Like that had genuine horror in it, and it actually had like a satisfying ending as well. Yeah, that you know, like they made this really annoying character, and I mean really annoying character, and you're just thinking the entire time kill her i mean the the character's thinking i'm going to kill her and like it shows him pull out a gun and shoot her and everyone at the party applauds and that's amazing (laughs) and like everyone's like good shot (laughs) good job they're all golf clapping and everything um good job yeah um oh i love that i I love that bit the Sorry, one that I'm, always I'm away in the fairy sir. <laughs> the one that always uh I, I always forget about is uh the first one Father's Day. Yeah, that one's that was good, but it, it like it sets the tone quite well for the rest of the story. It does, like, it's just yeah, like it does. it's literally like a little taster of what the rest of the movie's going to be. Yeah. It yeah, I, showing, I, was, like, hmm, I was kind of worried when I watched that one because hmm. I was like, is it gonna be this tame the entire way through? Yeah, because that one is very tame. Yeah, and it just gets a bit, a bit more intense when the alien comes from the sky. Yeah, yeah. like the whole, the, the whole movie spends its time getting more intense. You, you could probably show that first one to like your kids. Mm, then and send them to bed and then watch the rest. Yeah, yeah. and then by the last one, that last one is so dark and there's so much stuff to read into it. I don't, I can't remember what that, that last section's called. Uh, but it's the what guy with the bugs. It's that, probably just like bloody that section is so dark like because that. like he, are, are those like it's implied that he's just like had a heart attack because he's imagining all these bugs and they're not there. Yeah. Um, and that that one gets better with the rewatch because like I've 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 obviously seen this movie before, which is why I picked it, and then watching it again this week, um, you sort of pick up on like everyone's like. Yeah, of course, you've got your bugs, you know. Yes, I'll be right back, you know, I'll come and help you. And then there's, like, when, when it shows the shot in his apartment, there are no bugs. Anyway. Yeah. The bugs, the bugs. The bugs. Um, there are cockroaches, the biggest I've ever seen. Um. So, shall we move on to Sin City? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was both of your yeah, first time watching it, wasn't it? Yes. So, um, hey, did you make the same mistake that I did and accidentally watch the non-theatrical version? I don't know. I watched um, the version that I that Xander rented. Right. Okay. Because you watched how many credit sequences were in your f- version of the film? One. I don't know. There well, were five in mine. <laughs> or four or five. Um. So I watched the version where it turns each thing into, I imagine what it was in the comic books, um, like each individual issue. Um, so it starts with um, that yellow bastard, um, and then that that yellow that in- bastard. I mean, no, that's what that story is called because is each, it? yeah, the other. Oh yeah. Oh, obviously, you won't know this because the. Um, so- <laughs> So not only did this have um, different, it had a load of extend, uh, not extended, a load of end credit scenes. It also had different names for each section, so title sequences. So the first, uh, the person who like bookends the theatrical version, um, the the contract Bruce killer, 
No, not oh, Bruce Willis. Oh, the, the, the guy who kills the women. The guy who kills the women. That's called The Customer Is Always Right. Um, then The Hard Goodbye is the one with Goldie and Mickey Rock. Yeah. Um, that Yellow Bastard is the one with Bruce Willis and Jessica Alba. And then there's The Big Fat Kill, which the is the, the Clive Owen one. Yeah. So... I saw all of these just as their individual stories and it really messed up the pacing for me if I'm honest. I could see Yeah. What how this film would be better if yeah. it was if it was cut together the way that you've seen it. But yeah. it really it really took it away because it made me realise that because you say that the that Mickey Rock is the best part of this film. Yeah. I think that Clive Owen is the best part of this film oh. because Clive Clive Owen's section is the best standalone section in this film. It works so well just on its own. Yeah. Like and so I highly recommend that you do watch this because it might be that because I'm going to I'm going to rewatch the theatrical version. Um yeah. I think that's quite interesting though. I think like the idea of that like when it comes to um, Pulp Fiction as well, like, would that movie be nearly as good if it was linear? Yeah, exactly. Someone's like, recut it, it and made it linear. Yeah, but I don't want to see that. Yeah, I... I <laughs> because, I, like, the, the whole charm of that movie is how non-linear it is and then how everything wraps up at the end. Yeah. And this film has a similar kind of thing, but I, I messaged Xander saying, um, I definitely have some thoughts and my yeah. thoughts are this film is the most style like over substance film I've ever seen. Right. It, all it all it does is it shows this beautiful style You've and not this beautiful seen world. Then. No, I haven't. <laughs> I I've I've not seen the sequel. But Apparently the sequel's bad. Just yeah. I've heard. Yeah, but um, I've, um, I, I saw this film. And it was beautiful, but all it does is just try its hardest to be just like the old film noir films, like, and, and be and like me. Like, you studied this. Yeah, it, it looks like the com. It looks exactly like the comics. It yeah, looks, I like it looks that exactly style. like the comics. And I thought that was really cool. I thought like the certain moments where it goes completely black and white, where the characters are white against a black background, and then. Like, either they die or whatever. I yeah. thought that was really cool visual style. But at the same time, I just didn't care about half the stories in this because none of the characters were, once again, none of them were redeeming for me. Wait, am none I... None of them really had any kind of, like, arc altogether. Other than maybe Bruce Willis's. I think Bruce Willis's was the most interesting story, even though it turned very weird at the end with how noncy it became, basically. Am I, am I the only one who liked this movie, then? Oh no, I liked the movie. I, feel, <laughs> I wasn't a I, fan. I feel like um I feel like I couldn't get its full potential in the I way feel that like I watched it. Your experience was dwindled with the version that you watched. Yeah, yeah it really it, like cuz I was really confused when the end credits happened cuz the film ended and then and then like the Bruce Willis section ended and I was watching it with M, uh, my girlfriend and she was like Oh, is that the end of the film? I was like, no, 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 just wait. And then the credits started, and she was like, it is the end of the film. And I was like, oh, it's still got an hour and a half left. What are you want about? <laughs> and, then, and, then, and then it played literally five minutes, and then there was another end credit scene. Yeah. Oh, God. You probably yeah. should have just stopped it and 
sign something out there. <laughs> yeah. I was on a schedule, Xander. I had no time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, once again, your experience was definitely dwindled to the version you watched because that seems more like a mini series. Yeah, it does. Right? Like it, it kind of paces itself. It paces itself really well in um, the Pulp Fiction style, and I feel like that was to its credit. Oh yeah. Well, I could see because I was watching it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's Mickey Rourke in the first bit of this film," and yeah. then yeah. the Mickey Rourke storyline happened, and then there's. Um, Nancy's in the Mickey Rock storyline as well, yeah. and Rosario Dawson always crops up, and so does the mum from Spy Kids. Can't <laughs> her name. Um, she's fit, by the way. <laughs> like, let's hope Alex's girlfriend is not seeing this. Oh no, she won't care. She thought the same. <laughs> Fair enough. Keep her. Keep her. Keep her. <laughs> I will. Taste. Um, should we move on then? Uh, brings me uh, yeah. back. Um, I absolutely love this film. I thought it was adorable in a very weird way. Um, can I just say, I saw that like the second the, the film started, even though I saw the trailer, the trailer didn't really show anything that like happens in the first, I'd say, 20 minutes or so, is it? Yeah, good. Um, but, you know, I immediately knew what was happening See, with the way I, that it was all set out. The way I first saw this, I saw this at a screen on scene at Odeon. And I, um, so there were no trailers before that because I had no idea what I was going to see. Mm. And so it, the movie started and you're just trying to guess straight away, like what's going on. And you have, I had no idea. So then when, when it happens 10 minutes in, you're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't actually, I, like the trailer shows nothing of this film. Like it just, it gives the basic premise of nobody knows what Brigsby is. I want to make a movie of it. Yeah, but it doesn't it doesn't tell you anything about what happens in the beginning. So what we're gonna like this is gonna go into spoiler territory. Yeah, that's um, fine. So basically, it's been it, out three like, years. Yeah. So in the um, opening like ten minutes, we see that Mark Hamill and this what's the main guy's name again? Um, Kyle Mooney. Kyle Mooney. Kyle Mooney is um, basically in this house with Mark Hamill. It's obviously like kind of post apocalyptic-y um where mark hamill has to like go outside when he goes to work but he has to wear a face mask this and the other but then 10 minutes man's in, living in 2020 the house <laughs> yeah yeah literally uh but they rate the police raid the house bring him out into the police car and then like when he's at the station he gets told that he was abducted when he was a baby and then he was brought up for 25 years yeah um kind of like it, it I saw that coming though. The second that I saw the fake fireflies outside, I was like, right, so he's obviously trapped in this house. He's obviously been abducted because he doesn't know anybody outside, you know, this Brigsby Bear forum. Yeah. Brigsby Bear's obviously being used to control him. So it wasn't like the most surprising movie. But then when it starts to actually get into the I want to make a Brigsby movie, it becomes adorable. Um, it, I... it gets so sweet. I love every second of that part. I. I walked out of work today to a to a message from Alex on Snapchat <laughs> video, and he and it just said, "Xander, if you hate Brigsby, what the hell is wrong with you? It's the most adorable <laughs> movie I've ever it seen." Is. It was the it was je- it was such a cute film. I couldn't I couldn't get over it. I was mm. I, I just want to call everything dope as shit. Like, dope as shit. <laughs> I, it's dope as shit. I, 
uh, now I don't know about you two, but were you when you were first watching it, were you kind of expecting there to be a reveal that the police officer was related to his captor? Yeah. And mm, Mark Hamill looks so similar in the film. Oh, <laughs> to Greg Kinnear. Yeah, I, like, I wasn't expecting that. They do. I, I didn't think about that. They look. They just look so similar. Like I, did, <laughs> I thought it would be completely over dramatic if they had decided to do that. I'm very happy that they didn't. But they, I couldn't get over how similar they looked. Yeah, I can. I can see what you mean because they both got the same kind of beard. They both like you know have, have... similar similar head shape. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, I t- um, can I, I also just say there was the moment at like towards the end of the film where we actually get to see Mark Hamill do voice acting on film. Yeah, that was amazing. That, that was is like, amazing. one of my favorite that, moments. That is great. Of this entire movie. I, th- I think I thought you were going to bring up the the uh, bit right at the end when Greg Kinnear is playing the wizard during the movie, and, and he starts um, like speaking his lines when he's watching it, and he's so yeah. like, and you watch him on screen, and he's so over dramatic, and he's like yeah. loving it so much. I'm like, yes, Greg Kinnear, you do it. Well, you, also, you Andy Samberg just crops up. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg, Andy Samberg <laughs> produces this film. Yeah. Does he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's produced he's by the Lonely of, Island. He's oh, one no of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that's awesome. I saw I saw that at the end actually, and I remember it was the first thing that you said to, to me about it, Xander. You were like, because uh, you sent me your list, I'd never heard of Breezy Bear, and I didn't Google anything about it whatsoever. Yeah. And the, so the only thing I knew about it was that it was not actually about a bear. <laughs> And that was literally all I had going in. And then it, at the it end... It might be about a bear. I, I, well, I was like, it's probably got a bear in it at some point, but it's not about the bear because I asked Xander this. Even though it is kind of about the bear. So, but you lied, anyway. Xander. You lied, but no. <laughs> um, what, the, what do you, also, what, the poster what, for this is very misleading. Well, it's just, it's just a group of friends, isn't it? No, it's a no, giant it's yellow. It's a giant. It's the 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 light catcher. Sun snatcher. Sun sun snatcher. Sun snatcher. And then um, sun snatcher. Sun <laughs> snatcher. Steel snatcher. Um, oh my god. And then who is it? James. Is that his name? Yeah, the kid, the yeah. main guy. Yeah. James and the bear shaking hands on the front. Yeah, it's it's the marketing's weird because I've got the DVD case and it's just the um the group of friends holding the bear head. Yeah, it's yeah, misleading, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's misleading in a good way. Yeah, like, I I think it, the best way to tell you this tale. The best way to watch this movie is without without knowing anything about it. See, I, that's, I, that's how I try and tell people to watch it, but unfortunately, you can't just say to people, "Watch this movie." What's it about? I can't tell you. You can't yeah. do that. So I mean, it's, that's, yeah. that's basically what you said to me. You were just like, just watch the film. I know, but yeah. you had to watch it for this podcast. See, I, <laughs> I, wish I'd, I wish I'd watched this one with my parents because I was, I, wa- I was going to watch It's a Wonderful Life with them, but I ended up not watching anyone with them. And I think that this one would have been like the best one to watch with them. Yeah. Didn't yeah. realize it was going to be. It made me like tear up at the end when he got like the standing ovation when he came in. Yeah, honestly, um, same. I, it, made, it made me realise how uh, this movie is basically um, a cuter version and less intense version of The Disaster Artist. Yes. Yeah, actually, yeah. Yes, exactly that. Yeah. 
Um, but it doesn't. It's not like he's being an absolute asshole to all of his friends. He's just, you know, not. He's very socially inept because he's never dealt with other people. When yeah. he makes that bomb, yeah. <laughs> uh, you, you forget about it, don't you? Because he's like, "How to make good explosions?" On, and he says, "Thank you" on Google. And then the next yeah. scene, he's picking up fertilizer, and then you forget because they've had this really nice day filming. And then he's making, and then they're like, "Right, okay, we'll film the explosion." You're like, "Oh God, no, that's real." Oh no! <laughs> and it, and then, like I was watching it, I was like, "He's told them, he's told them he's made a bomb." Yeah, like they're fine with this. And then Spencer reacts in the way that he does, and I was like, "Oh, that guy!" Oh, by he the didn't way, know who was a real did bomb. not know. He that did not know who, this was happening. That guy who plays Spencer is like one of my like. He he just appears in like some of the best stuff. So he's in the last few years, he's appeared in. Um, Elite Battle Angel is not like one of the best stuff, but he's in that. But then the three that I love, that I really like, he's in Bumblebee. Yeah. He's in Brigsby Bear and he's in Love Simon. He is in Love yeah. Simon. And he plays basically the same character, but I appreciate his existence. He just plays <laughs> a likable friend. He is a likable friend. Um, and he plays the same character in Alita, so yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, right, what are, you, what are you guys thinking then? What am I lying about? Right. What do I hate? I'm I'm going to say that you didn't like Sin City and that you loved Creepshow and um, Brigsby Bear. I am going to agree with you because I don't think there's a way that you could actually dislike Brigsby Bear or Creepshow. They're both. <laughs> they're both. Um, is too fun. enjoyable as a like dumb fun eighties horror movie, yeah, especially it, with like Stephen you... King picking up a meteor and screaming, "Oh, meteor shit!" It's like, <laughs> like that's too you, funny. If you expect it to be good, you are doing it an injustice. Just take Creep Show for what it is. It's one of those things that it, you might not like 80s horror films, but you can't yeah. deny that if it was on, you wouldn't have a good time. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so I really like Creepshow. Yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. Like, the basic of the reasons you guys just gave. So thanks for making yeah. my life easier. I'm going to give my final answer, if I can, um, in the form of a t-shirt. Um, so I'm just going to turn my camera on real quick and explain I it to the audience. I know what this t-shirt is going to be as well. I know what this t-shirt is going to be. Let's say, like, fuck Sin City. Can you see? <laughs> it's no, Brigsby. Your, your camera hasn't turned on. Oh, fuck. You just what? ruined the joke. It's my camera's turned on. I can't see it at all. Yeah, I can't see it either, mate. Fuck, I've got a Brigsby t-shirt on. Yeah, I, I knew it was going to be the expert. It was either going to be it's Brisbane or like the bloody the prism from like what's the album called from Pink Floyd? Dark Side of the Moon. Dark Side of the Moon. It's basically going to be that, but without the lights. Oh uh, yeah. So um, I fucking hate Sin City. Yeah, I knew you would. Um, when I saw it, I was like, Xander fucking hates this movie. <laughs> um, I, I I wrote a list of things of reasons why I hate it. Um, Go on. I've got. It claims to be a gritty, realist, realistic noir tale, but it's so stylized that it loses all realism. Yes. 
Um, the dialogue is so cliche that it's cringeworthy, especially the voiceovers. I hate narration in general. The narration in this is there's so much of it that it makes me want to awful. punch someone. It's um, not good narration. It's boring as hell. I think most of it's really boring. It is quite boring. And um, I've the last bit I've written is it's so visually ridiculous that like when the when the driving it looks so weird that it makes everyone's seriousness hilarious. Yeah. Like you can't take anything seriously in this movie because it's all so super serious and also it's all so visually dumb. Um, right. Go on. Watch the version that I watched. But, hey, <laughs> but, but, but only only the Clive Owen and the Mickey Rock bits. Because they are the standout bits of the film and I feel like with the rest of it, it just completely takes it away and makes it the boring film that it is. Because... I agree with you, Xander. Wow. Fuck the narration. There's my three. Yay! Uh, I think we've all hit three now. Right, you know what? I'm going to quickly uh, read out what my um, what my like little paragraph of this film was. So I put, This movie is a definition of style over substance. As gorgeous as the film is, the story's bored very easily and focus too much on trying to be gory and similar to the noir films of old, but never hit that bar. And that is 100% true because it tries so hard to be a noir film. It tries so hard to be like a gritty detective movie from what, like the, the 60s or 70s? 50s. 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 And yet somehow they can't hit the bar of the 50s. No. We, we literally said before that, that like back in those days, the acting was over the top. This is more over the top than 50s movies because they try so hard to be as good as them but they just fail at every turn because and, they're just constantly focusing on tits and gore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like you said, Xander, Mickey, you did actually say Mickey Rock is your favourite bit in this film, didn't you? Yeah, M- Mickey Rock genuinely is. I think he... Uh, because because he doesn't... He's a really good bit. <laughs> he doesn't say very much. Yeah. Um, right. He gets away with it because of that. And I think the best scene in the movie is when he gets killed. And he and yeah. he gets electrocuted and he sobs and he looks yeah. up and goes, "Is that the best you can do, you pansies?" You're like, "Yes, yeah. bro! Yeah. Come on, more of this shit! Come on, that was that was if dope was as shit." More of that, yeah, and then he dies. Dope as shit. <laughs> and then he dies. <laughs> and then he immediately dies. Yeah. Yeah. Can Can I have one more f bomb? Sure. Can, should we should have literally just call like they should have called this Sin City. Everyone fucking dies. Because everyone does. Because everybody dies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think Bruce the Clive Willis shoots himself. Yeah. Mickey Rourke gets electrocuted twice. That guy gets his head cut off. How does Clive Owen die? Uh, I think Clive Owen's one of the only one that doesn't die. I think Clive Owen's bit is the worst bit. You said it stands alone the best, but I think I, I think that's that's uh, the most boring bit. Which one is that one? That's the, exactly. the one with the uh, the prostitutes. And I was thinking killed. it was that one because that one's the most boring story because it's literally just this guy who's actually really smart and super lucky. Yeah. Being super smart and super lucky. Yeah. And the, but it's the... Um, I really like... I forgot his name. Benicio Del Toro. No, not Benicio Del Toro. Clive Owen. No. The Spanish actor. What's he called? 
That's going to annoy me. Who the hell is he? Sure, probably, the only one that I can think of is Nico de Toro. He's Spanish actor, Antonio Banderas. Um, I no, but, him, I, oh, I, I did. I did actually get him right before. It was Benicio del Toro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Benicio del Toro. I just really like the interactions between him and Clive Owen, which is actually the bit that Quentin Tarantino directed. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, right, because it's probably the only good bit in the movie. Um. Yeah, this I really didn't like this movie. I like. Yeah, it was, it was a piece of shit. I, I, I watched so it. The first time I watched it, I was told that it's like so good. So I watched it. It was during college, and I was like, "Man, I didn't like this movie." But I was like, "Okay, I'm happy to be on an island." And then I rewatched it. I'm like, "Yeah, no, it wasn't even that. I was in, wasn't in the right mood. This movie just sucks." Yeah, yeah, I I I think people put it in that band with like 300, and then because 300's good, this is just good as well. But it's not good. Yeah, it's, it has it has 8.0 out of 10 on IMDb. Seventy-seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes. How? And uh, like, what, what's the audience score? I'm just checking that. I out. was about to say audience score audience. is seventy-eight percent. Yeah. How? Um, I feel like this is a movie for people who think that they like niche film. Movies. Yeah. Yeah. But they don't like niche film. They just like popular film. Yeah. They just don't want to accept that they like popular films, so they watch the niche popular stuff. Because this, this is niche popular. It says here on Rotten Tomatoes, visually groundbreaking and terrifically violent. And it's not. It's visually <laughs> it's groundbreaking, just, but I, it has I, shit I would times. love to see how they made this. I would love to see I, some behind-the-scenes stuff. I, I would think it would just be a lot of lighting and green screen, if I'm honest. Yeah, honestly, like you, the the use of screen like... screen shat on all of like the kind of callbacks to noir film because yeah. the whole point of noir film is it was practically set in it was set in that time anyway. It was ridiculously it was, dark because yeah. it was easy to be dark than it was to be light. It was the easiest way to actually make a film at the time because it was way too expensive to get all the yeah. equipment, so we yeah. just decided to make it dark and I, because they couldn't afford the lights. And then it was a stylistic choice at that point. With the this, th- it's just, we didn't turn the lights on. Whoops. The things that look the best in this film are the the silhouetted black-on-white bits. Which yeah, that's the, what I was meaning. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I agree with you, because they're the most simplistic, visually striking bits in the film. And it's when you get these weird... Oh, right, I'm sorry. Xander, get ready to be part of another one. Who the <laughs> fuck thought that it was a good idea to have that be... The reason that the yellow guy became yellow, what that he got his was because dick, like, he, they tried to regrow shot. his dick, and it was just like what, what? Yeah. Who I, decided? I that? missed what that. Agreed. I missed that. Why he was yellow? Yeah, no. The the reason he's yellow is because they they operate on him to give him back his weapon, as Bruce Wellis calls it, and the, it the surgery went effects. wrong and turned him to, into one of the Simpsons. Yeah, and. But then I was really confused because when he's in prison and then the yellow guy turns up and I was like, oh yeah, so the yellow guy is like a figment of his imagination. Like the no, yellow he's guy's, real. The yellow guy is a visual representation of his like bad emotions and his bad feelings towards... His inner demons. His inner demons, yeah. And then it was literally a real character and I was like, that is bad. Also, why is the guy's blood also yellow? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Man. Why does he smell just, so bad? 
it's just maybe it's just made out of dick cheese. Didn't shower. That's probably why. Did you just say maybe it's made out of dick cheese? Yeah. Jesus Christ. God, that is. (laughs) I I feel like hanging up right now. I mean, in fairness, dick cheese smells bad. So. Does. Do Do you know from experience? Yes, David. Yeah. We've all no. Let's you, edit come on, out. David. We've, we've all we've all got them. <laughs> we've, we've all we've all cleaned. Yeah, but I you before. know I clean down there. Yeah, yeah so do we. Jesus, but, but you don't clean away nothing, do you? <laughs> I just clean. I, I I don't smell my dick. Nah, nah, nah bro. You gotta. Like, oh, nah, bro. God, you gotta smell some stuff. Oh uh, well. David, I suppose have have you have you ever been to a festival? Because let me tell you, day five dick smell. <laughs> day five, I'd be showing hand sanitizer on it at that point. Oh no 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 no! It gets more desperate than that occasionally. David, do you never um do you never like stick your finger in your belly button and smell it? No. Oh, bro, you're missing Me out. Me neither. Oh, I'm guys, you're missing out. On Some really interesting smells down there. You guys are fucking weird. Yeah, yeah, we fucking are. <laughs> Sorry, Xander. Screw it. Five. Yeah, we fucking are. Um, <laughs> the there you game. go. That's the game. We we did the game. We did the. We, we did it. We did. Woo! I just say, I I won. Um, yeah, you guessed. You did. Like, you guessed both. Them, didn't you? Yeah. 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 Well done, David. David won the game. Well done, David. David won the game of Would We Film You In? What What do I win now? You win um, a spot on next week's podcast. Yeah. I'm the host. Shh. Shh. Co-host. You're, you're Shh. still here, aren't you? <laughs> you really want to up that ego, don't you? Yes. Yes, I do. You, you're a co-host, David. You're not co-host. the host. Yes. <laughs> My I, name's I, on the logo. <laughs> that just proves your dick is small, Xander. <laughs> Yeah, but that's not the point of this conversation. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it was before, considering the bloody dick cheese. Hey, David. Hey, Alex. Yeah? I think it's time that you guys hey, sell me a movie, or a TV show, or a game, or a music, or a book if you're a nerd. I think I want to marry you. Okay, I've got, I've got one. I mean, both of you will definitely have seen it. But there is... And a lot of people listening will probably have seen it as well. But if for whatever reason you were like me and have only just decided to watch this, go and watch Avatar The Last Airbender while it is on Netflix. Yeah. The show or the movie? The show. Why the hell would he be recommending the movie, David? Oh because my it's show. gosh. That TV show like, has changed my me to my core. It... <laughs> it I never knew that kids TV show I'm not I'm not even speaking grammatically correct I'm thinking about it that much kids TV <laughs> shows could be that good like okay. the first the first season of it kids TV show then the second season they start dealing with shit like North Korea MK Ultra the war like being imprisoned going mad then there's the third season which has even more of that, and I was just blown away by the the sophistication of a kids show. I'm going to admit something here. I've only ever watched the first two seasons. I think I don't think I've finished the third, the second season. 
because mm-hmm. I w- I started watching it at a time when it wasn't even on Netflix. It was on um, Amazon Prime. And right. I started to really enjoy it, but it was at a time when, when I was watching shows, I just fell off them for no reason. And I just haven't gone back to it. I loved every second I watched of it, but also as a kid, I never had a Nickelodeon, so I wasn't able to watch it. Me neither. I've I've literally only just watched it now that it's come onto Netflix, and I'm currently yeah. going through Legend Legend of Korra, which I've heard that's not as good, but it's still pretty good. So I think a lot of the gripes with Legend of Korra come from the fact that it's it's in the Avatar universe, but it's not like you're not discovering it for the first time. time. So they've had to do it. Um, they've had to do it like um, change the premise slightly, and so. In the last Airbender TV show, you see um, airships and um, battleships like come into tech and like technology starting to appear in certain cities and certain from certain nations. But then in in Legend of Korra, it's like it's in the fifties, and it starts with this um, like radio spiel like. Korra has recently been in a fight with Amon. This is what happened last week on Legend of Korra. And it's like, it's going such a 50s route. And I think because it's such a change of of pace from the martial arts element, um, it's now got a bit more MMA um, that people aren't really happy with it. But I also really like Legend of Korra. So those are my two recommendations. Go watch them. They're on Amazon Prime. Well, Legend of Korra is on Amazon Prime and Avatar is on Netflix. Amazing. So, uh, how much would you, uh, as, a, as a box set, um, uh, we've started doing this now, uh, how much would you sell it for? Oh, how much would I sell? What, all together, both series? Um, ju- you can do it just, individually just or, or both. Right, okay, so, so Avatar... Uh, yeah, Avatar, Last Airbender, I would, sell, I would buy a box set if it was a really nice box set. Or and if I was in the money, I'd pay thirty quid. Fair point as well. Twenty a season, like yeah. fifty an episode. Yeah, and there's a lot. There's like twenty two something episodes a season. Yeah. But the reason I really like it on Netflix is they've put they grouped double episodes into one episode. Oh, That's sick! Like so the last, so the last episode, the last season looks like it's got sixteen episodes compared to the twenty. Uh, two of the other seasons but the last episode is an hour and a half long oh wow mad yeah 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 so it's it's so i saw that and it was half two in the morning and i was like oh well i'd said i was gonna watch one more episode (laughs) (laughs) i mean it is an episode and i I am already in my pajamas (laughs) so i stayed up until four finishing it and it was great amazing really really amazing Uh, David, sell me something. I'm not doing the um, whole thing. Okay, here. gonna do um, some music and a movie. So the movie I mentioned earlier, I uh, finally watched Return of the King today. Yeah, the first time ever. Oh no so way! I have now finally watched the entire trilogy of the Lord of the Rings. The yeah, theatrical versions. I haven't seen the extended, but. I've never seen the extended I, ones. I, I plan to watch the extendeds now because I loved all of them. Yay! I yeah. I really enjoyed them. I think that when it comes to like this trilogy, I think 
yeah it is literally just first act second act third act so it's like the world's longest movie Mm -hmm. (laughs) but it pays off in the end because it gives a very satisfying ending in the third in the third film the battle in the third film the one that like spans over like an hour and a half altogether is you're gonna you're gonna have to censor this one again it's fucking incredible oh my god it was gorgeous it was like, by the way insane. can we just say i'm not gonna censor them the idea is that we minimalize <laughs> the usage so i don't have to censor them if you go well, over going... three it's not a big deal just keep it well you low. said it as if it was <sighs> anyway carry anyway. on <laughs> so yeah so this film is once obviously it's gorgeous um it's actually one of my favorite films for visual effects because it's not a lot of visual effects a lot of this is actually there it sets it's you know landscapes and it looks beautiful because of it and this is the one like this is why stuff like sin city sucks because they (laughs) overdo it with cgi and literally every single scenario is just full of cgi you can tell in this you don't need cgi you just go to new zealand and you film it and it's beautiful because of that the orcs are terrifying especially for something that's a pg the orcs are genuinely terrifyingly designed and that that's all costumes as well it's like funny it's all that extras should, it's funny that you should say that you, one of the reasons that you like it is because of the how practical it is and then peter jackson's massive step backwards when he made the hobbit when he made, yeah. when he made the hobbit and, and then like the, the whole ian mckellen thing of he literally hated being on set because and he cried yeah he said, "This is not why I became an actor," and it's like, yeah. it's heartbreaking. Start I mean, stuff. yeah, I know, but it's not. It's not even like like I, I, talking about films that heavily involve CGI. Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith is yeah. massively, massively CGI, but it needs to be because it's in space. Yeah, and exactly. You yeah, can't the city doesn't. And 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 well, not even that. The Hobbit doesn't. And yeah, exactly. You can he, go to he, New Zealand. Yeah, they and the thing is, they did go to New Zealand. They did do this thing. They actually built a more permanent version of Hobbiton for the Hobbit than they did for Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, originally in Lord of the Rings, it was all polystyrene and painted, and then yeah. now it's like wooden. You can go there. You can visit. It's a tourist attraction. But yeah. We, even with that, and with years more experience, Peter Jackson still went. I'm going to use CGI for all of this. <laughs> yeah. The King and Kong it looks so him. much worse. Yeah. Like, I, I 100% agree. I've not watched The Hobbit, but I am going to because I want to see more of this universe. Don't Even if The Hobbit is the best films. Just don't do it. Like, don't do it. I'm, if you want to watch the more, I feel like I'm going to appreciate... Play the Lego game. I'm going to appreciate this orig- this trilogy more though if I do watch the Hobbit and compare it to what yeah, they did play. to it. I think I've been, I've been recommended that it isn't as good. It's not nearly as good as it, but it's kind of like compared to the prequel. Like when you compare it to Star Wars and like in general, original trilogy, yeah, it's same on par with that when it comes to quality. And then the Hobbit is like free Revenge of the Siths. From what I've heard, and you know what, that's that's fair enough. I'm probably I'm not going to watch the extended editions of the Hobbit because no, just, yeah. just no, no. I'm not going to watch extended edition of a film that is literally all CGI and no actual like proper landscaping. 
the reason that I wanted to watch this is because I know that I, in future, can go to these locations. And I want to. I want to go camping where, like, half of the, half of the battles took yeah. place. Because just imagine sitting there and actually seeing that and thinking, shit, I, I saw this in a movie. Um, I've just found something because I, I remembered something I've heard a long time ago and I want to make sure it's true. And it is true. If you want more of uh the lord of the rings universe animated but you, don't, but you know but you don't want to watch all of the hobbit films there's a thing called the hobbit the tolkien edit which is they recut the hobbit trilogy into a single four hour long film that's a good idea and I'm, they got I'm, rid of I'm, I'm like a ridiculous that. amount of the bad stuff so i i really want to um i really want to watch that now there's like i'm looking at it now and there's like Hundreds of edits, actually. There's one called the Bilbo Cut, the Bilbo Edition 3.0. There's um, like the um, there's a story for you know Topher Grace from yeah. A, oh yeah. It, after um, he was David Dukin, <laughs> he was David Dukin, Black Klansman. And yeah, yeah, After yeah. that movie, because he plays such a hateful man, he had a lot of trouble, like trying to like just separate himself from the character. So he um, he went away after he f- stopped filming and edited all three Hobbit movies into one. So now he can just sit and watch watch The Hobbit as one movie by himself. And it's um, like it's his own special little thing that he does. So That's when he gets cool. stressed out, he just edits movies. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how much would you sell... Should, should we say The Lord of the Rings trilogy then? How much would you sell The Lord Might of the Rings well. trilogy for? So for the theatrical cuts, which is the versions that I watched, I would sell them probably about fifteen pound. Fifteen pound, fair play. Yeah, like because fifteen pounds is a fair price. It's like it. I wouldn't. I don't want to say it's not for everyone because it kind of is, but it also kind of isn't. If you don't like fancy, you're gonna hate these films. Yeah, like one hundred percent because it's all just constant fantasy stuff. But at the same time, if you like a good adventure, you're going to love these films. I, I love a good adventure film. I've been sitting on these for movies for God knows how long. Yeah. Because they've been hyped up for me for years. Literally, almost all my life, I've had people say, oh my God, the like, Lord of the Rings movies are the best movies ever made. This and the other. Personally, they're not that for me at the moment. But I feel like on a rewatch and when I've watched the extended, like, extended editions... They're yeah. gonna grow on me more and more and more to the point where they might become one of maybe my favorite fantasy franchise. Probably not in my top ten, but these moves are like at least one of them, which is gonna be Two Towers, is in my top one hundred. Oh, two, t- I'm two so, Towers! Two Towers is my favorite. That, that was my one. next question. But which one was your favorite? The, yeah, two Towers, two towers is my favorite one, one. But the one that has the most in like fun moments and the most fun to watch is definitely Return of the King because it is. It's got so much good action. I couldn't so disagree more. <laughs> you got so close. <laughs> I yeah. I I oh, Return of the King, man. Yeah, Return of the uh, King was an absolute banger. No, no, I couldn't disagree more. Yeah. I don't think that Return of the King is the best of the trilogy. It's not think... the best. It's no, just no, no. the most entertaining. No, I can't. I can't get through it. I, I, the other ones, I can sit down. I can watch. I can watch both of them in one sitting each. Return of the King is always a two sitting one for me because I get bored halfway through it, and I I see it, and I think it's because 
thing they're all together i really like that yeah two towers they split up both of them have really interesting exciting stories so sam sam and frodo are off with faramir um doing all of the stuff yeah um at the, like the forbidden Gollum. pond and everything and then um Mary and yeah. are with, where are you going to be a beard yeah, yeah, they're like, going. I, I but... Whenever I see these, see these movies or hear about these movies, all I think of is, "Where are you going, Tree Beard?" Yeah. He's just got a croaky throat, and that's it. It's not even like he has. Um, like, Tree Beard is probably the worst and best part about that movie because he's just so slow. Tree, but at the then, same time, Tree Beard is so funny. Tree Beard is actually voiced by Gimli. Yeah, Gimli yeah. is the best character in this movie. Right, I love you want to? I don't know a really Nobody interesting fact. Nobody tosses a dwarf. Go on, Alex. A really interesting fact that I I've I've watched the Lord of the Rings so many 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 times, all three, and I've never noticed this before. Legolas says three words to Frodo the entire trilogy. Is it and right? my bow? And my bow. Yeah. I mean, he does Mad. at the end of it. He doesn't like speak it, but you know, he words Frodo. Like yeah, at the but, end of but, Return of the King. He, nah, but he doesn't. He doesn't say it. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. I. I just really. I just thought that was a good little fact. That's, that's, that's an a interesting fun fact. fact though. That is a fun fact. Especially considering he's like the main character in the entire film, and then Legolas is literally one of the main side characters. Yeah. It, well, if not the main character in the second two films. I think I feel like in Fellowship we should just do a Lord of the Rings video. It'll happen. It will. Happen. It, that, well, that's that's this when is I'm going to watch the extended editions. Yeah, because we'll, Xander's only ever seen the extendeds. Right. Well, let's watch the extended editions. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, we'll, we'll do that at some point. Well, um, yeah, that's fine. Let's cut yeah. the Lord of the Rings talk here then. Um, uh, yeah, yeah so the uh, the music I'm going to recommend uh, Three different songs All on different albums Okay so two of the songs are on the same album One of them is not It's um, Monsters, Enemies and Devil By a band named Shine Down I've been obsessed with these songs for the past like week I've listened to them on repeat and I love them Are they the ones that you've been putting on your Instagram story? Um, I haven't actually put them on the Instagram story But I'm going to Oh right, fair um, I'll keep an eye on Yeah yeah, like I've been really enjoying. Like Monsters has a really, really upbeat and insane chorus. It's got um, like it's quite like the music video is really, really interesting. It's quite dark. Enemies has like it's more of like a conversation between like four people. The music video is literally just a band having a bit of a brawl, and it's kind of fun. Devil, I don't have too many opinions about. I think it's just a damn good song. So yeah, um, Shine Down as in general as a band, I recommend and. Um, I'm going to recommend Hybrid Fairy once again, just because the 20th anniversary is coming up and it's my favourite album of all time. So 100% listen to Hybrid Fairy. I'm going to be paying £155 for a special edition of it. So it's clearly Mad. worth some. Mad. So for Hybrid Fairy, I'm going to sell it for £155. Jesus Ooh. Christ. The edition does come with four vinyls, four CDs, three DVDs, a poster, a book, a set. This, that, and the other. Like, for 155 quid, you're getting your money's worth, including an entire vinyl and CD of previously unreleased songs. And I think it's like 16 of them. Mad. There you go. So you're getting your money's worth with that. Um, if Student Finance is listening, uh, David works. <laughs> Just to let you guys yeah. know. Don't worry, I'm getting the minimum. Um... <laughs> um <laughs> And that's okay. all going on to, onto Linkin Park. I'm going to buy 10 of them. 
I'm going to sell you guys a uh, a Netflix special. Um, it better not be a comedy one. It is a comedy special. Um, oh, it is. It is a. Um, it's an interesting one though. Uh, it is called Middleditch and Schwartz. So it and it stars Thomas Tom Middleditch Thomas Middleditch who you'll know from like Silicon Valley, um, and he voices one of the kids in Captain Underpants. He's getting up there as like a um, a an American comedy star, and uh, Ben Schwartz who is most recently Sonic the Hedgehog who is also John yeah. Ralphio in Parks and Rec. How did that even happen? Can I, can I just ask happen? quickly? How did John Ralphio become Sonic? Um, he's got the voice for it. Um, so <laughs> this this is a comedy special, but with a twist. It's an improvised show. So they at the start of it, they say, hey, everyone, like, listen, this is the show. We're going to ask the audience a question. We're going to listen to one of the answers. We're going to ask, ask you some follow-up questions, and then we're just going to run with it. So the first one is uh, they say like they, they ask the same question every time. It's what is something you're looking forward to or dreading, and the first one they shout getting married. So then they talk they talk to the guys. They say like you know, you know congratulations and all that. But then what are some of the characters that are coming to this wedding? You know how did you guys meet stuff like that? And then they may, maybe maximum five minutes at the start, and then for an hour they just riff off of each other. And make this super elaborate story with all these different guests that they play. So then, because it's improv, they like switch between roles and there's only two of them. So they'll hop into one role and then hop into another. And then one of them will start a role, hop into another role. And then the other one will have to hop into that role. It's, it's genius is what it is. It is absolutely hilarious. What's its name again? Uh, it's called Middle Ditch and Schwartz. It's just the guys' names, um, and they they act as a comedy duo. And apparently, they've been doing this for years. And like you see, you see in like TV shows and uh, movies when like improv sessions and like, oh yeah, we're going to Costa now. Aha, we're going to Starbucks. Let's get a coffee and stuff like that. And it's and it's it's rubbish. This is so different and it's um it's genuinely like i watched there's three episodes on netflix i watched the first mm. one and then i accidentally watched all three <laughs> it is one of them um, it? it is absolutely hilarious uh the first one is my favorite the second one's the weirdest um uh, and then the third one's really good as well um because they like they forget things as well so they forget what character what characters names are what characters they've introduced and stuff like that and they just add in some weird stuff as well that's out of nowhere that somehow makes sense later on it's absolutely wild and completely improvised um so yeah check out middle ditch and schwartz on netflix it's very very funny see the only um like the only netflix comedy special i've ever watched is um, james a caster's repertoire and oh, the exact same thing really... as what you did with this I watched the first episode and then it was 4am. Yeah. And I'd finished it. Yeah. And it's, I loved um, every second. Yeah. So it, it, it's a comedy special, but like with a twist, it's more like a, a two man show. Yeah. You know? That seems interesting. Yeah. Um, since it's on Netflix, it's free. But if I was to sell it on a DVD, I'd sell it for like, um, I don't know, like a six quid, something like that. Oh, if I saw it on Kex, I'd, I'd pay six quid for it. Well. Yeah. If, but if I was going to sit in the audience for it, 
um, I'd pay like, I don't know, for a good seat and to maybe try and talk to them, I'd pay like 40 quid for a ticket. That's fair. Yeah, fair. Pretty sure that's how much we paid to go and see um, Booker Mormon. Yeah. Um, I really wanted to make a reference to the story earlier, but I can't. Um, yeah, exactly. Because that's a shame, isn't it? That's a shame because yeah. that would have wrapped things up nicely. But you guys, li- anyway, nice. listeners are confused. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, I think that's going to do it for this week. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, Amazing. Um, thank Sorry, you boys, huge it. thank you for 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 the idea of this episode uh from the mind of mr alex woods alex thank you so much for coming back and thank you for giving us oh, this great idea a, that hopefully is be, going to become a bit more of a series and hopefully we'll do it again sometime um oh, tell the people what you got going on royalties every time you do the idea <laughs> yes of course of course 2p yeah. royalties there you Brilliant. go expect my 2p tomorrow otherwise i'm coming <laughs> to get him on paypal zander um, Otherwise, it goes up by zero point one percent every year. Shout, shout some stuff out, Alex. What have you got going on? Um, well, my me and my band Flat Moon have just been in the studio. We've been recording five tracks. We hopefully are going to be rec- releasing them um, within the next six months. Um, <laughs> look out for a couple of singles towards the um, the start of autumn um and the start of winter awesome and then um uh but apart from that i've not really got very much going on um so yeah <laughs> once again the band is called flat moon our merchandise has just come out uh we're selling t-shirts guitar picks posters which look uh, awesome by the way yeah you can find us uh flat moon band um on Bandzoogle. Um, and then we're also flat moon band on Instagram. The moon is flat with two a- with three O's and two A's on Twitter. Um, and yeah, you can Amazing. also follow me if you're interested. But I'm not as interested in my, as my band. So um, <laughs> I will leave all of those links down in the description. Do check out Flat Moon. Their two singles out at the moment are brilliant. Uh, they're they're constant reruns on my playlists. And um, yeah, when when new music does come out from these guys, I will be letting you guys know, so you can go. That'll and be the recommendation them. for the week. Yes, exactly. The recommendation for the week. <laughs> Sell me your song. Um, we'll be we'll do an entire podcast just on Flat Moon. Yes. <laughs> um, well, oh, actually, can I add this in? Just this is a, a annoying tale. Go for go it. On. So we were. We were in the studio the, last week. We recorded, um, we filmed um, a mini documentary while we were there over the three days. Oh, wow. Um, and then oh, on, the, story. on the last day, uh, our car, one of the cars got broken into and the laptop with all of the footage on it and one of the guitars was stolen. Oh, my God. So Have you we lost back from that? No, we've heard nothing back from that. So yeah, um, Jesus. If anyone nicked a guitar? Fuck you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can you give it us back? <laughs> yeah, 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 please. yeah. Don't don't anger them more. <laughs> oh, 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 they probably sold to buy smack. Jesus Christ. Maybe maybe edit that bit out. <laughs> 
No, that's the intro now. <laughs> this is the intro. <laughs> she. <laughs> um, Whoever stole a guitar, fuck you. Um, Every, everyone who's listening is just like, wow. <laughs> oh, I no. Steal a guitar? <laughs> Was it me? Um, so, yeah, thanks again, Alex, for coming on. Um, David, cheers, cheers uh, for being here, I guess. Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. Eat a dick. Um, I think the biggest thank you that has to go out this week we've had I, I, I wanted to mention this up top but I forgot we've had an absolutely massive week on this podcast everyone um, our my interview with Tom Origins uh, has now hit over 100 views on YouTube um, we have now had over 100 listens on Spotify oh, and um, I actually guested on a podcast this week it is called The Ups and Downs of Nicolas Cage uh, presented by a um, friend of the show, Logan Mock, um, from across the pond. And uh, we talked about the movie Mandy in uh, great detail. So um, I will leave a link to that in the description. If you're interested, go and check him out and everything. And we will be having him on at some point in the future to, to discuss something interesting. Uh, we're yes. sort of trying to figure that I'm out. I'm quite excited moment. for that one. But um, yeah, for the for the Spotify listens and the, um, and the YouTube views, thank you so much to every single person that's been listening or watching online um yeah we we couldn't you know we, we we're doing this for you guys so thank you so much for uh for all of that and um yeah that's gonna do it this week um make sure you're following us on the facebook page twitter page and our instagram page uh we'll be releasing um a clip this will be going out literally tomorrow so the clip will be going out when the when the show comes out apologies for that but it's been a hard week. Um, next week we'll be back though. Me and David are going to talk about finally, after months of teasing this between ourselves, <laughs> we're actually going to do another director retrospective, and we're going to look at the work of Mr. Martin McDonough, the uh, the director behind In Bruges and uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So uh, that's going to be a really fun one. Yeah, I um, I will take any excuse I can to watch these movies, so I'm more than happy. Amazing. <laughs> Um, and Alex, in a moment, is going to tell us his top 10 list and um, going to help me prep for another episode coming at you in September. So uh, keep your um, calendars um, uh, free for that because that's going to be a really fun episode coming up in September as well. Lots of cool things coming up. Yeah, we've, so, we've um, got a fair few plans. I'm yeah, we're not, oh, we're not way, going can anywhere. Can I quickly just give a quick shout out to Demanio, my mate? Um, he actually watched LOTR with me. Uh, we were literally talking on Facebook chat the entire movie. Um, he literally just—he's been wanting me to watch this film the entire time. I made, like I promised him I would watch it this weekend, and he said, "David, where are you?" I said, "I've literally just started it." It's like, right, I've rented the movie, rewind it, and so we both watched it together. <laughs> Amazing! Shout out to yeah, Daniel. it was a, it was a fun, it was so fun doing that. That's honestly the best way to watch films that your mates have been miring you to watch. Watch it with them during lockdown when you're literally across the seas you know it's great um on, shout Demanio. out to demanio man. who hates me um, <laughs> and alex we'll tell you this in a minute yeah we'll tell oh, you after. Oh, oh. uh thank you to everyone who's been listening and uh, we will see you next week goodbye bye, bye. bye. amazing smashed it